So before we even get into this podcast, I want to talk to you guys about X2 Power Batteries because X2 Power Batteries is not only the kind of company that helps to support my dream and give me the best batteries in the industry to help power the Alex Red Fishing YouTube channel and podcast, but they're also the kind of company that helps me to raise money for kids who are battling pediatric cancer. X2 actually gave me a battery to give away on the live stream that you guys are about to listen to. I'm proud to call them a company that I work with. I'm proud to call them partners. I'm proud to represent them because they're the kind of company that helps me on my ventures to help other people. And to me, that means the world. And so go check out X2 Power Batteries. Support a company that not only supports me, but also supports awesome giving opportunities like what we did on this podcast that you're about to listen to. And without further ado, enjoy this podcast. Yeah, baby. Wonder if all my bad decisions get accounted in the algorithms. No statistician could dissuade me from my bigger vision. I know my occupation's quite an unlikely place in this world to occupy and talk about upon a daily basis. Our information's predetermined by some biased business. We all in sermon to silicon that push up lovely neighbors. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, chasing. here we are. Come on How are we doing? It's, uh, it's going to be kind of awkward tonight because this isn't just my audience that I'm talking to. I'm talking to everybody's audience. It sounds like Drew is trying to beat somebody to death over it at his place there i don't know what's Sorry. going on you're good you're good but here we are ladies and gentlemen for you people that don't know me my name is alex rudd um, because i have taken over some people's youtube channels here to do a live stream with these fine gentlemen um, but i'm joined by no other than mr gene jensen the fluke master i got probably the worst kayak angler i know drew gregory and then uh gandalf the gray himself mr romel he's uh, also known as the wizard and so tonight we are going to do a live stream and just BS and have a good time and do all that kind of stuff, and it's going to be good. But what we're also doing, which I'll also remind you guys of throughout this, is we're going to be raising money for a foundation called Punt. Punt Foundation is a pediatric cancer foundation. And what's uh, really cool about Punt is that a lot of you guys probably don't know this unless you have had a child with cancer or you've battled cancer yourself, but hospitals cannot offer you anything other than treatment. So say like a hospital wanted to try to help you with a bill, say like, you know, um, your lot bills do and you don't have the money because you're paying for all your chemo and all that kind of stuff. If a hospital does that, it is called bribery. And so they cannot do those kinds of things. So what punt does is they provide all of those things for people who need them. And so it's stuff like food vouchers, help them pay certain bills, help them uh, replace air conditioners on their house, on their car, uh, gas vouchers to get to and from, housing and uh, lodging vouchers for kids who kids and family who are battling cancer. And so that's what we're going to be raising money for tonight. Now, what's also really cool about that is my dad was actually a person who battled cancer, and unfortunately he lost his battle to cancer back in May and Punt Foundation was very near and dear to my dad's heart because he said while he was battling cancer, he could not imagine if uh, he, he was a kid or had a kid who was battling cancer as well. And so we are going to be raising money not only on his behalf, but on the behalf of the fact that September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month as well. And so... Punt is a really awesome thing that I have a lot of heart for. I know these dudes have a lot of heart for it, too, because they wouldn't be on here with me or agree to do the things that we're about to do tonight if they did not. Um, and so the one thing that we are going to try to do tonight is 
uh, fill up what is called Lee's Locker. So here at Pump Foundation Knoxville, which is an extension of Pump Foundation in Buffalo, we have this thing called Lee's Locker. And who Lee is is Lee Smith. He's my cousin and also a former professional football player who helped the Pump Foundation. And what Lee's Locker is is a locker, quote-unquote, so not a, a real locker. It's more like a, a metaphorical locker that we fill full of things like gas cards and food cards and grocery store gift cards and things like that. It takes $2,500 a quarter to fill that locker completely full and be able to help families in need who have kids who are battling pediatric cancer. It's $800 a month. So the goal tonight is... Let's fill it up for an entire quarter. I want to try to oh, get cool. we 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 want to try to get three months of Lee's Locker filled up. I think that's a very easy and obtainable goal. So, before we get to talking, let's talk about what we're going to be raffling away and how to win the stuff. So, I myself am going to be giving away a fifty amp hour X two battery. Romel has been nice enough to offer up an NK three hundred and a battery to go with it. Uh, Gene is going to be giving away some 13 fish and reels. And Drew, have, you, have we determined yet? Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I think I'm not trying to steal Gene here, but I was thinking about doing some reels too, because that's one of the best things an angler can ever have, right? Yeah. couple good, you know, reels. Oh, man. So let's just do reels as well. Gene and I are both with 13, so there you go. There uh, we you won't go. give away 13. We'll just do a couple of piece, but hey, hey there you go. <laughs> there's like some good it. reels. Or we can give away 13. No, but seriously. <laughs> so so we got, we've got some reels to give away. We've got some lithium batteries to give away. And then the ultimate prize, the grand winner, is going to get an NK300, which is a freaking awesome prize. Thank you, Ramel. Um, so how you enter these giveaways, it's actually raffle style. So that's how we raise money is I do it as a raffle. Um, so what you do is there's a link down in the description of this live stream and every one of these live streams descriptions. It doesn't matter which one you're on. We're also going to drop it in the comment section so you guys can go check it out. And if you wanted to search it up, it's alexredfishing.com. There's a donation form there. For every $1 that you donate, it's one entry into the raffle. We have my beautiful wife sitting on the back end of this thing watching all this stuff and she's going to be monitoring everybody that comes in and before the night is over we will draw some winners and we will give away some awesome prizes now that we've got all that out of the way gentlemen how are we this evening i'm good hey, I'm we're just, good man i'm eating dinner so i finally slowed down today <laughs> no, so i love it i love it yeah gene looks awful with his georgia shirt on so that's just <laughs> par for the course that's Makes me sick at my stomach just a little bit. Romel, oh. Romel, we're going to have to get you a wardrobe and a staff to carry around because you are the wizard. And then, Drew, you're yeah. running, Drew, you're just running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You called me like coming in on two wheels earlier and said, hey, listen, dude, let me just let me get this code from you so I can yeah. get logged in. Yeah, it's been a wild week, man. You know, and again, we're doing, raising money here for a good cause for cancer. So my wife's had some, you know, interesting health situations here lately as well she had cancer in her thyroid it was taken out we, we actually didn't know it was cancerous and they took out half her thyroid they found it that it was even though it had a two percent chance of being which was good because it was caught so early they didn't even know it existed mm -hmm. but then she found out she may have like a some sort of tumor in her on her pituitary gland possibly so now she's got an mri for that you know six months later so dude this is this is like the serious side of like some people look at us here you know and we're quasi celebrities, of course, in the uh, in the space. That. You know, not not counting Gene. You know, of course, but <laughs> not Gene, definitely. Not Gene. <laughs> but but they don't. People also forget. We come on on all the time, talk about fishing, make people laugh, have fun. But they also forget we're real people, and we have you know. And I like the way you're bringing it back a little bit with these sort of shows. 
we have other things going on as well, just like everyone watching here does. So it's kind of cool to remind people of that. And if, and if you guys out there uh, could say some prayers for my wife and I and what we're, we're you're, going through. You're, did she, uh, did she lose her whole thyroid or just part of it? Part of it. Half of it. Okay. Yeah. So she's been trying to stabilize her her whole body since then. Yep. And then, of course, this is a completely separate thing that just found out now that could be throwing a, a wrench in the whole thing. So keep us in yep. your prayers. But like you said, Alex, chicken with my head cut off, but it's not going to stop me from, you know, being positive and oh, trusting yeah. that God's in control and being on here to raise money for other people who are in, you know, much far worse situations. You know, like your like your dad said, a child. To be dealing with something is uh, it just breaks my heart. So I wasn't going to miss this for the world. I appreciate cool. it, buddy. I appreciate. It. No, we'll be praying for you for real, man. I, I dude, I get it. It's uh, I you know, it's funny. Like I didn't want to go down this road, but we'll go down this road for just a minute because it's just the truth. Like for anybody listening to this out there and listening on podcast form or in the live stream with me, like it sucks that my dad's gone, and it sucks when people have yeah. cancer, and there's nothing that anybody can say to make it any better. Like, you know, and that's the thing is like so many people try and I do appreciate it so much. You know, it's like, hey, you know, it'll get better as time goes on. Da, 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 da. Maybe it will. Probably it won't. You know, I heard I heard uh, Billy Bob Thornton of all people talking about it one time. He said his brother died and he said, ever since my brother died, I've had a melancholy in me that people just don't understand unless you unless you felt that kind of loss. And at any one point in my day, mm -hmm. I'm 50 percent happy and I'm 50 percent sad. Yep. And honestly, I go through that every single day. But like yep. Drew said, mm -hmm. you got to get up and you got to go. And like, that's what I want so many people to hear like right now. And like, if you're out there struggling in any way, what, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's simple as finances or is it's complicated as your health, if it's as simple as, you know, hey, I don't like my job or it's as complicated as I'm having marital issues, whatever it is, just yeah. understand like it's okay to feel that. Like it's okay to feel feelings. Cause like us as men, everybody like just gets on our ass about like not feeling like you're supposed to be a guy. You're not supposed to feel anything. Like it's okay <laughs> right. to feel feelings and it's okay to like just for it to not be okay sometimes. And like so, today was not an okay day for me, but I'm here with you boys. We're doing this. Yeah. We're going to have fun. And now I'm off this topic and we're going to keep going. Well, I want to, I want to <laughs> yeah. say one thing for you, Alex, and somebody for somebody who went through it in 2017, 2018. And that was that picture right there. That's the last day I ever fished with my father. And that's him standing in the Creek trout fishing. And it was something told me as we were fishing and this was seven years before he died. Yeah. And even before he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, somebody, something told me, turn around and take pictures of your dad. Yep. And yep. so I grabbed yep. my camera out of my, out of my uh, pocket, turned around and take, then took pictures of my dad. And, and the best thing that I can say to anybody is if you're having, if you have a loved one that you haven't talked to in a while, that you have had issues with that you, you know, aren't particularly happy with right now, you need to go have a talk with them. Yep. Because the best thing I did with my father is I sat down and I wasn't angry with my dad. He's always been my hero. Yeah. But the best thing I did was before he lost his ability to speak was to sit down and have a talk right. with him yep. and That's just cool. talk about everything. Yep. And it, and, and it, it's what keeps me going every day. Yep. It really does. Yep. Yeah. I 100% agree, man. That's what me and my dad before he, seven days before he passed away, we took him to the beach. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted to go see the beach <laughs> one more time. And so we, awesome. we loaded up in the car and me and him had eight hours to hang out and just talk yeah. and just be father and son. And it was 
it's still one of the best eight hours I ever spent in the car with somebody. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's good stuff, boys. I appreciate you guys. I really do. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna we're gonna t- now we were talking a bunch of crap before we got in here. And I'm gonna uh-huh. keep on talking oh, yeah. crap because <laughs> this is good conversation, is what this is. And what we were talking about in the green room was the fact that a lot of kayak companies just like do like 70 to 80 percent right. And then just it falls apart after that. And I don't really know why. And what we were talking about is the Jackson NAR. So I've got a NAR. Eric Jackson, if for some reason you're watching this, let's have a conversation because I got some I got some fixes for this thing. We can call it the uh, the Jackson Rudster if you want to. I think that would be good. We well, can... he doesn't even work there anymore, does he? Doesn't he? Work there anymore. Oh, hell, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe that's what fell apart was he Since left. Since I left, he and I left at the same time pretty much in like 2020. Oh, well, then there you go. Well, so, but anyway, so whoever's whoever over there making decisions, give me a call. All right. Like <laughs> it's uh, it, it's 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 crazy. So what we were talking about, like on the NAR, what drives me nuts about it is two things is they put a battery i don't know what it what would you it's not even battery storage it's just like an open air battery slot in front of the drive and then there's just like a useless bar behind my seat that cuts the tank well into practically nothing and so like why 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 boys do we think that i mean drew you've designed kayaks gene you've been part of kayak design romel I don't know if you've ever designed a kayak, but you designed a bunch of stuff for kayaks. Like, what's the thought process on <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff? Hey, well, I won't be here to, I'm like, not going to like defend the manufacturers and the process per se, but I kind of am going to explain how difficult it is to make these kayaks. I mean, like, I'm talking, I don't want to get into the weeds. I'm talking, there's so, you're trying to cram so much, especially in a boat like that. I've never really even, honestly taking a, a, a look at, at that boat. So I don't know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I know it's a boat that's got a lot going on. It's made to for power. It's got a pedal drive. It's There's a lot of assembly. There's a lot of moving parts. Sometimes you might have a bar, a bar could be put somewhere because maybe once they got it out of the mold originally, once they got the mold done and they got it back and they tested it, they needed extra structural support. So you don't your butt doesn't just fall through the whole thing. It doesn't, you know, or it doesn't have to weigh 200 pounds of plastic to make it structurally sound. They might have to put a bar there for that reason. There's so many reasons and things that you can't even predict until you get the mold. The problem is once you get the mold, it's done. You've already spent your 75 grand or whatever it is for the mold and you can't Mm -hmm. go back. It's like, that's just a, it's what Eric Jackson, speaking of Eric Jackson, when I work with Jackson, one of the best things he ever said was every production boat that you guys out there buy consumers is a prototype for the next time we remake that model because we're going to learn the things Mm. we need to fix now obviously you can prototype boats and you do but uh sometimes you do prototypes on boats and during that prototype phase you should get it in the hands of of x number of people and pro staff and figure out what issues need to get changed the problem is even that can take a long time and then once it happens there's something to be said about getting a boat to market in the proper timing and season for your dealers to buy it so the consumers can buy it. And all of a sudden it's not a new boat showing up and set, you know, too late in the year, you know, like mm-hmm. in yep. June or that's so what is like, came out, which we missed. The, it's I tough. I don't know this. Just, what is like peak season for kayaks? Is it like summer, you, summer months? No, you, well, sales, it's always in like February, March and April. Yeah, February, it's, March. It's sales yeah. from the, Gotcha. Yeah, to the dealer. Sales yeah, to the winter, consumers winter start buying it yeah, in March, to... April, May, in June, yeah. in July. Further north you go, the the later they they you know might 
get into one. People down south are going to start buying in February, you know, because it's about to get warm, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what that means the dealers need to purchase it and have it already like know what they have to buy mm. in like the fall, like mm-hmm. the, like right now. I mean, mm-hmm. August, September, they need to know the catalog. What do we need to buy now? Mm-hmm. So we can all get it. So it's like this whole you just keep working backwards. And then the issue is. You know, your development takes a year or more. Uh-huh. So you're already working on something you started in designing with a year and a half ago or a year ago. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when it comes out, some new thing or some different, you know, all of a sudden, life scope's a big thing now. It's like, shoot, if I would have thought about this, yeah, we, changed we, and started, made something. we started the River 129 two years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so and, and how many boats has Bonafide come out in the last two years, too? And it hadn't been yeah. that one until, until November. So, yeah. Yep. That's it's challenging, but you're right, Alex. I mean, it's, you know, they could, we can just, if we just take the best parts, that's kind of what different kayaks are. We talked about this yeah. in the green room, the best parts of each kayak is kind of like a lure, right? You take yeah. the best thing about this one, the best thing about that one. And then you still hear the whole, you know, fishing world say, oh, that's a copy of that. It's a copy of that. It's like, you try to make it different and they still, there's somebody going to be upset about everything. But well, I mean, um, here's the deal. It's like, I can't say much because I've never tried to design a kayak. I can bitch about it a whole lot. Don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean I know anything about it. Like I'm no structural engineer. That's for sure. Bitching like, for cancer. That's and a, hey, that's what we will do. And, 100%. and the general rule of designing a kayak in a hole is there's always give and take. 100%. Yeah. You're going to yeah. lose stability if you gain, if you want speed. You're going to, I mean, it, yeah. there's, there's so, there's so much give and take, and it's just that fine balance of hull design and everything else. Yeah. With, and that's mold stuff. That's, that's stuff that can be tweaked a little bit, but yeah. not a whole lot, yeah. you know? And then, well, and it's yeah. wild to me, like the kayak, like, and not to say, like, I love the kayak, actually. This is actually the first kayak in a while that, like, I'm probably going to keep because I'm like Mr. Turnover Kayaks. Like, I love to fish in everything. Like, I get things, try it for six months, and then get rid of it and go get something your, else. Your ears must have been burning yesterday when I was fishing with Caleb then. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you already got me thinking. I don't know what was said, but yeah, probably. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, tur- I turn things over real quick. But, like, yeah, I have to say the kayak is – it's quick. Um, it's real flat. That's what I like about it. It fishes really flat. Like, and if I'm going to be in a big kayak like that, that's, you know, made for like tournament fishing and like big water mm-hmm. tournament fishing, I like that real flat kind of fishing. Everything's kind of right there. Romeo, you said it the best. We were on the phone talking about the motor that I just put on the kayak. You said you're real simple. And I, that's the truth. Like, I love this, that simplicity, yeah. clean, nothing in front of me. I really like that. So yeah, it's, it's a cool kayak. Now the real question is, is when are we going to start 3d printing kayaks? <laughs> I mean, for prototyping, yeah. that's a, sounds great. I don't know how expensive that would be that much plastic or I don't know, but it'd probably be worth it. How much are you, yeah, how much you, point. yeah. How much are you 3d print Romeo? Like in your business of like, you know, electronics. Yeah. So, so much. I'm on the 3d printer all the time. I mean, really? that, that technology that comes into play is like, it opens up so much, um, time for like R and D. Cause you can yeah. prototype stuff so quickly yeah. now. Yeah. And like, you know, you have an idea and, you know, used to be, you'd have to send your cat out, mm-hmm. have somebody manufacture mm-hmm. it, do a mold. Mm-hmm. And then, come back with your prototype part now it's like literally i could draw up something on cad <laughs> hit print and then my, my 3d printer spits it out in about eight hours i'm like That's okay so cool. here we go here's here's my part you know so crazy. it fast tracks the r&d process quite a bit that's like, crazy so yeah, so you so can quick. go straight from cad to 3d printer mm-hmm. that is awesome that is so cool yeah. 
Yeah, see, 100%. I, that was that was. I've always been. I'm fascinated by the 3D printing thing. I was watching um, some videos the other day. They were 3D printing a house. It was a yeah. It was like cement. That's the thing. Yeah, and they That's were the thing. 3D printing the mm-hmm. house. Well, and, and what got me thinking about it is they. Were, we just got the driveway redone and like watching them do that concrete out there. And I was thinking yeah. like one of these days they're just going to bring a machine out here and like there's going to be no labor involved other than just setting up the machine and this machine's going to 3d print like patios and in porches <laughs> and driveways and things like and then i just kind of went down the rabbit hole and i didn't know this but dude they're starting to do stuff with 3d printing with metal like they're 3d yeah. printing yeah. metal and all then, kinds yeah metal uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're 3d printing houses yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying it's crazy and a full-size boat that's all full-size uh, yep. uh bay boat the other day printed that's yep. awesome there you printed that's it's pretty cool. crazy it's crazy amazing what you can do for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I had a question though. So the NAR, uh-huh. I thought it was supposed to be their big boat, right? Uh-huh. But then they released the big rig. Okay. I don't know enough about it to be I just put up a comment there yeah. about that big rig, speaking of which. They put a nose of tri track with a new old big rig. They would just, Did I miss something? Had Did they hit? yeah? They released a new big rig. So yeah, like another new drive. Track. Pedal drive. They released oh, a pedal drive big rig. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'll have to go look at it. I mean, I, don't, I know. Yeah, I know when the NAR first came out, it had some some issues that they fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, they added the water more issue. to it. Yeah. It was so, taking on water. To it? It was, they added more shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they didn't have enough shot in it for the, the, right. the first part. So define that yeah, for people exactly. who don't know what that means. That's just uh, the plastic resin the that plastic they use to make resin. the boats. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. How many pounds and whatnot? So gotcha. it's a fine line because you want your boat to be able to be held up for you know not have a bunch of warranty issues. You need to be thick enough and not yeah. you know thin enough where it's just flexing. You know when someone sits in the seat or whatever. So it's got to be thick enough, but you also don't want it too heavy because then all of a sudden everyone's going to complain all the consumers about, Oh, look how heavy that boat is. You know, I can't yeah. even, that's a boat, not a kayak, which is essentially what we're in a lot of the boats these days. But, um, you get the idea. It's, it's a fine line for the manufacturers. I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It really it's is hard. hard to handle that remark. Yeah. It yeah. definitely, it definitely is hard. I mean, I think the biggest thing, biggest negative that i heard about the nar and the jackson was a steering system it's like rudder steering system. it's terrible it's and they <laughs> didn't fix it yeah they just they use the same yeah it's like steering a, it's like seriously like steering a freaking like a like an aircraft carrier mm-hmm. i have to get my paddle out to like make sharp turns just plain oh, sure. and simple i mean that's it and what's crazy <laughs> is if you want to turn right you need to use the right rudder handle and if you want to turn left you need to use the left rudder handle. Rudder handle. And yeah it's like, so you're using both hands yeah like, yeah and like man listen i love my hobie like it was a great kayak and i miss the sure. mobility of the hobie the only thing i miss about don't miss about the hobie was the fact that i I warrantied the hull twice and warrantied the drive once. Like that's the mm-hmm. only thing. It's like if I'm paying five grand for a kayak, like crap's got to work. You know what I mean? And it's you know, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. I think I think like I always go back to how much I love the Sholey, and I've been in an RVR, and I love the RVR. It's simplicity. Like that's yeah. like you can't, you almost can't jack that up. Like it's almost impossible right. to. Because there's you can't there's no overdoneness to it. It's like the perfect just amount of hey here's all the stuff that you need to go have fun fishing, 
And then plus you can throw a motor on it if you want to because it's got that yeah. ability. You know what I mean? Whereas, there's no moving parts. There's no, yeah, moving, no moving parts until you add the motor. But yeah. these days, you know, as Ramel knows, between you guys, Torquedo, I mean, they're they're pretty darn impressive even what the motors can do, even with moving parts. But well, uh, And that's the thing is what I was going to say is even if you do add a motor, I was a little nervous going into putting an NK-180 on my kayak. And I did it by myself in an hour and a half with simple tools. And I was like, oh, this is really simple. Then I wired it up, which was also super simple. And it's like, I love simplicity. I hate crap that is overdone. And I think too many of these kayak companies just are like, let's stick all of these things on here, regardless if we need them or not, and just see what happens. And it's like, I wish some of them would just kind of pull back to like, put big hatches so we can store things, put a big splash well so I can put anything I need to back there, be able to mount a motor on it and make a drive that doesn't squeak or break. It's really that simple. I think that's what all kayak anglers want. You know what I mean? But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, I, <laughs> well, yeah, it's I the tricky part is kayaks. you got people like you saying that and you'll have somebody on the other side somewhere else and another here's the other thing, another part of the country that fishes a different way. Mm-hmm. That's something you got to think about too for these boats. It's very tricky. You'll have Back, you know, when I work with Jackson, I got traveled all over the country. You'll have somebody in the Northwest that wants this, somebody in the Northeast wants this, someone in the South wants this. And it's so different. And you got to make a mold that fits kind of everybody. Yeah. Because if you make a mold that's just for a part of the certain part of the country, it probably doesn't sell enough to then mm. justify the cost of the mold. Then it's like, mm. oh man, that's, that's why most boats out there are 12 foot, 12 and, thir- 12 and a half, 13 foot, because that's the medium, like middle size of the bell curve that most people want a boat that's about that size because it, it it all goes back to the shot too that's going to mean a certain amount of weight it's going to be that keeps it yep. kayak and it it's just tricky man so f- with what i do with crescent the specialized stuff a little bit risky and honestly couldn't be doing it if we weren't such a kind of small company didn't ha- if we had some giant machine to feed right some of these mm-hmm. other bigger companies we probably would have to keep putting out boats that were like no we just need the one that's going to fit the most number of sales possible. Mm-hmm. Forget this little nichey stuff over here, Drew Gregory. You like to do all this stuff. Forget mm-hmm. that. But uh, I mean, it's not that small of a niche. Let's face it. River fishing is pretty darn popular. But oh yeah, I want to go nichier. I want to always go yeah, nichier but- and make these cool little boats that like going to do just this or that. But it, it won't sell enough to justify it. So- well, we know you, we we can never uh, never satisfy everybody. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You just got to make the best one. You know, and and with the with the 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 new PWR that we're coming out with. You know, my my whole thought behind it two years ago was we're moving towards motors. Mm. Let's make a boat that's simple to rig yet still simple to paddle, mm-hmm. easy to paddle. It's mm-hmm. a, it's going to be a really nice paddling boat. Yeah. yeah. And then then the the idea of a pedal drive came across, and I'm like, no, let's not put everything on the boat because we'll never please everybody. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. make it either paddle for and and make it to where these guys who want to buy one and eventually spend the extra cash for a motor can right. put a motor on it, but while they're waiting for, to save that money, they have a boat that they can paddle and it will go great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like I, I said, I mean, we, we, we talked about this last time. It's like mount motors have made paddle kites viable. I was out. Absolutely. Uh, testing. Yep. I was out testing uh, the other day. I posted on my Instagram. I was out on my new canoe pursuit that I've had for a year. I barely, just barely got on the water. And, um, I had a blast on that thing. Just, yeah. Completely stripped down, had a battery on it with an NK300 hitting 7.3 miles an hour. That's moving, like, man. That's moving. Hey, yeah. I want to give an update for everybody. We have raised 890 bucks, so we have just covered an entire month for the locker. 
So holy you, crap, that's you get, awesome. That's awesome, guys. <laughs> you guys are awesome. In 25 minutes, we've done that. So um, just a quick reminder, if you're just pulled in here, there's 132 people in here. So there's a, there's actually a bunch more people in here than when I started. We are raising money for the Pump Foundation. The Pump Foundation is a pediatric cancer collaborative that helps to cover the costs that aren't medical for families with children battling cancer. Stuff like gas cards, food vouchers, uh, housing, lodging, all those kinds of things. And so what we're raising money specifically for tonight is called the Lee's Locker, which is a uh, metaphorical mm-hmm. locker, quote unquote. And what we do is we fill it full of gas cards and grocery cards and things like that to help support families who are battling cancer. And what you need to do to enter the raffle is go down below, hit the link. It goes to alexfordfishing.com. I specifically actually set that up just to do these kinds of things, um, to uh, donate money. So you go down there, you just fill it out. It's a donation form, and for every $1 you donate, you'll be entered to win some awesome prizes. And the prizes are uh, Drew and Gene are both giving away some awesome 13 fishing reels. I'm going to be giving away a 50-amp-hour X2 power battery. And then... The wizard himself was nice enough to give us an NK300 with a battery to go with it. So that will be the grand prize. And so go down below, keep on um, donating. Oh, and also, I forgot all about this. Shane donated a rod. So Shane couldn't be here. We had this, like, giant. We had another, like, like a six, <laughs> seven, a seven-paneler plan. And Bailey is in somewhere in the middle of God's Country, New York, trying to fish a kayak tournament. So he couldn't be here. Shane, I'm pretty sure, has covid whatever we're in COVID 23 like yeah. he called me he was like listen i got the strep throat deeds i can't be on tonight and i was like okay and, and then and then brandon he had volleyball game or something so i don't know but yeah. uh, shane also donated a cash and rod so we've actually got five prizes so go to how's a how's a volleyball game with with brandon even fair I I don't know. Is he playing in the game or is it somebody else? How is that even fair? Yeah, seven like, feet tall. <laughs> he doesn't even have to jump. He That's insane. Was so, but anyway, go down below. Go donate for every one dollar you donate. It's one entry into the raffle, and we'll pick some winners here in just a little while. But we've already hit eight hundred ninety bucks. That's one whole month that the locker's full. Let's try to do another month in the next twenty five minutes because I really believe do that we can do it. And here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to do to go ahead and jump start. The next month is I'm donating 250 bucks right now. So I'll go ahead and jumpstart the next month. So go ahead and fill out the rest of that for me, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I, I interrupted you, Gene, I think, or maybe Romel. I'm not sure. What were we talking about? I can't remember. I can't. Either. I put this up, Alex, and sorry, you can take it down and, yeah. and put the other information back up. But I just put that up because that brings up a good topic is one kayak can never do it all. Mm-hmm. But right. I tell you right yeah. now, two of them pretty much can yeah and this guy's got it nicholas has a good point after having the gnar for a full season i find myself missing having a smaller boat for river fishing and just getting back to simple yeah man i, I couldn't agree more having a i have a shoaly that's set up to run you know electric you know motor and all that and then yeah. and then it's more like complicated right it's yeah. heavier and whatnot but then i've got my simple lightweight one that i've have totally stripped down yeah. and it's my yeah. river and creek boat and yeah. if you have two i just don't i don't know what those two boats can't do you know yeah so well, i think that's, that's a good way to go dude, that's it i mean i got the gnar in the nor, honestly, yeah. I got the Sholey. The Sholey, I will literally never get rid of because it's everything that I want in what that does, which is creek fishing, river fishing, floats and stuff. And then I've got the Nar, which I eventually will probably get rid of 
and just keep filtering through boats until I either settle on something I really like or just keep filtering through them because that's what I do. Like, Romel brought up there's a new big rig. See, that piques my interest. I just want to go try it. Like, I want to try right. a bunch of different things until yep. I maybe settle on something or maybe never settle on something. And I think that, for me, is the coolest part about kayak fishing is that we can do that. Well, well you know... You know, Alex, you can borrow them instead of getting sponsored by the companies, and you can. No, I don't. You know. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not sponsored I'm by kidding. Jackson. I buy those bad boys. Instead I, of changing I, underwear or changing boats like we change underwear, you can borrow yeah. a boat from some of us. Yeah, I like. I like. You know, I like selling them. I like haggling with people, dude. There's <laughs> something right. in me. There's like, I'm a haggler from way back. I can, like. Can you do? Can you do thirty five fifty? I can do thirty five fifty one. <laughs> and a pack of crackers and they're like ah oh, shit well maybe. i love jumping in other people's boats and trying them man it is yeah, so yeah. much fun absolutely you know the tricky thing about those power boats and the ones that have drives and the more complicated stuff those will always be the ones that you'll keep jumping to the next one because they're uh being you know evolved around and developed around new technology yes you know like yeah. graphs get bigger or power mm. our power supplies or situations where we start putting motors on them we never even thought about that now we got to start building with that it's always mm. going to keep changing but the actual river fishing simplistic boats it's more about that hole on the underside and that's mm -hmm. if it's you know what i mean and then just not doing too much and keeping it lightweight and simple like we did with the Sholey. but the original kusa i mean people still tell me i mean i don't think they make it anymore but people are like dude i I, I love that boat. It's still my favorite boat to this day. Like, and it's just, you'll always keep chasing those Drew, kind of power, more complicated Drew, you know, drives. I, I got in the Kusa and made two paddle strokes away from the ramp, turned around and got out of the daggum thing. I'm like, I can't, cause it was yeah. a river boat. I wasn't used yeah. to it, dude. I felt like I was about to yeah. put, put my ear in you the know, water on every stroke. Yep. yep <laughs> one of my very, favorite, but I'm a big favorite, dude too. So <laughs> one of my yep. favorite boats ever and still one of my favorites is the attack One Twenty. Um, yeah. yeah, Russ Snyder. That was a good one. Loves it. Yep. But it's funny because you look at that boat, uh, that kayak. We call them boats. Look at that kayak, and there are Listen, things on that. Kayak a skeeter is a boat. What we're talking about are over glorified hunks of plastic. <laughs> right. no, I'm just not screwing yeah, yeah. with you. Go ahead, Ravel. <laughs> That's true. But you know what? You look at that. That how that kayak is designed. There's things in that kayak that are relative and play now. Like yeah. you can put two transducers in that thing yeah. in the center. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's two parts. So live scope and your traditional or your, yeah. you know, your downscan transducer. And I just absolutely love that boat. It was one of my yeah. favorites. Um, Hans Newt's the, just yeah, <laughs> the wilderness commander 120 was a, it's like yeah. a hybrid canoe slash whatever. People that love that. Amazing. boat. love it. That's Tim awesome. Perkins and Lance Cooley, they still like love that yep, boat. They, I know people Hoover, bought all the last ones. Yeah. Hoover still has his sitting on his yep. trailer. Yeah. No, I saw it, it the other that's day. awesome boat. Yeah. You know, yep. it's amazing. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, cause I get to fish, I get to go and hang out with people that are, you know, obviously fish and, and on their kayaks a lot more than me, like Greg, like Greg Blanchard. And mm -hmm. you notice how, how people and their skill sets, um, and it kind of correlates into how they fish. Like Greg is really good at boat control with his pedal drive system and his mm -hmm. steering. Mm -hmm. He knows it so well mm -hmm. that he can maneuver and it's like automatic mm -hmm. to him. Like, mm -hmm. And it, it's amazing to see like how efficient he can be um, because people always ask me like, how come Greg doesn't do, you know, doesn't want to go bow mount I'm like, because it doesn't work for him. Yeah. Right. He's so good. He's so skilled at controlling his boat. Mm -hmm. And he's so, he knows it so well that mm -hmm. he can make the, his boat do what he wants it to do without a bow mount. Mm -hmm. 
And it amazes me every time because people always, we go back and forth. They're like bow mount versus rear mount motor, which one's better, which one's, and it's really situational. Mm-hmm. Both what it boils down to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so I tell people like when I fish on the Delta, they're like, well, don't you want a bow mount? I'm like, no, I got, I'm old school. Like I got an anchor trolley and an anchor. And they're like, what, what does the anchor trolley do? I'm like, amazes me. Like how many people don't know how to use an anchor trolley? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, Drew, you know how to, I mean. Yeah, I know how to use them. I, I'd never really used one uh, yeah. per se, because a, a trolley on anchor trolley for the river, it never really ends in the complete stern, the very, very back, like where you yeah, want to be. Because right. if you get right. hung up or you get, you know, with the drag chain or something, sure. um, I mean, I don't really ever anchor. I use a drag chain. So it's more less drag likely chain. to get hung up. Yeah. But if you think about it, anchor trolleys off the side, people that try to do it, if you get hung, it starts pushing that side of your boat and you start just and it's just going to turn you and flip you. So. But I know, uh, you know, obviously that again, we're talking about their, their situational boats are depending on what Everything part is. of the country you yeah. live in. If it, people are fishing lakes, rivers, it, inshore, mm-hmm. offshore, because dude, there are places you can go where if you're not using anchor trolley, you're, you're like, looked at like, are you crazy? That's the best crazy? way to yeah. position your boat to catch this style of fish. And so sure. it, it's, but it's I don't, tricky. I don't want to freak out the guys who are maybe new to kayak fishing or looking for kayak saying, you know, this isn't super difficult. It's just for, to, to find a kayak that's for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about patience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about, about spending getting time involved in, in the community, yeah. in a kayak mm-hmm. community and kayakers, mm-hmm. 99% of them will say, when you go up to them and say, Hey, can I, can I paddle your kayak just to test it out for a couple of minutes? They will help you into it. Yep. You yeah. know, hand well, you a paddle. Like, yeah. There was a bunch of people after I got my NAR were like, Hey, can I check your NAR out? I'm like, go put the yeah. freaking thing in the water. It's like, you can't hurt it. So just go, go do whatever, it. go for it. Like mm-hmm. you can borrow it for yeah. a day. I don't care. Like you're not yep. going to hurt it. And then paddle shops have, have demo days, but you've got to get in them. You've got to get into as many as you can. You got to try them mm-hmm. out. Yep. Yep. And you got to ask questions. And you that's know, like, Facebook group that's where questions. my obsession with getting different boats. It comes from. It's just that, like, I love that's, I love kayaks because they're affordable. Like you can switch boats out, you can sell them, you can do whatever and like go yep. back and forth. Like, and, and so it's like one of those things like with that for me, unlike a bass boat, like, dude, you know how hard it is to sell a bat Gene, you know how hard it is to sell a bass boat. I mean, it just took me five months to sell mine, which was quick comparatively, but still it was a bunch of back and forth, a bunch well, of, hack- it's mm-hmm. a big price. I wasn't, I wasn't going to sell mine because it was so hard to sell them. Yeah. I, the only yeah. reason I sold mine is because Caleb's got hit got rear-ended and I was like, dude, he's got a business and a family and he's yeah. got a, you know, he guides professionally. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to sell my boat to him. I don't care if he wants to pay a buck for it. Don't and, tell him that. And here's the but. thing. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is unlock kayaks where you can walk in and buy one $4,000, $5,000 at the most. Like you're talking top, right. top in dude for boats, like a good boat, a nice boat, top end boat. 90, 100,000. I mean, yeah. like, I was up at the, the dealership where I got my boat rigged the other day, and there was a dude walked in and bought a $127,000 Skeeter. $127,000, boys. That is Guess what he's doing right now. The well, same thing we do. Fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So basically what you're saying, Alex, is what outfits are to some women. Kayaks are to me. Constantly. All right, kayak, yeah, that's what kayaks yeah. are to you. One hundred percent. Yeah. Spin out, change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. I love yeah. it. I love it. And I, sounds and I, about right. And I have to criticize everything as I'm doing it, just because I don't know. I'm <laughs> just the way I am. I'm. It's the only thing I think I complain about because, like, I'm one of those people. Like, 
my food could come out like sucky and I'll never say anything about it. I'm just like, it's all right. Well, you know, it's what when it comes to like kayaks though, or any kind of fishing gear, like if it doesn't work for half a second, I'm like, it's just crap and I'm never touching it again. And I hate it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm weird like that though, but no, yeah, it's man. I, I love that about kayaks, but the, another question I have, and I'd love to hear your boy's opinion on it is, do you ever see us going any bigger? Like, so 14, 14's like a Hobie, you know, 13 mm-hmm. and some change is a NAR. There's other, like, do you ever see us going 16? Like, or uh, any well, bigger than that? Yes, but you got to understand, Drew, Drew hit the nail on the head a little minute, a while ago. You're talking about weight. You yeah. know, a 12 foot, five to, to 13 foot boat has you around the 100 pound mark. Mm. You know, somewhere around the 100 to 110, 112 pound mark. Yeah. Anything bigger, you're looking at, you know, you you're you have to trailer. Yeah, you you have to you you can't. Uh, it's hard to drag it through the woods. I'm thinking about think about dragging that Hobie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can, know, it, there's no dragging a Hobie. It's either no, on yeah, wheels or you trailer. It. <laughs> I, you know, I I've seen people car top PA 14s, and I'm like. No way. Yep. Yeah, I did. Really? I, I put mine on top of truck rack. Caught it. In, caught it in my chest twice, and the second time, I'm like, "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> he said, "Nope, I'm done." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I mean, you do I, it for a very short time, and then you <laughs> find another solution. But it is possible. It is. It possible. is possible. I've seen yep. PA14s on top of Priuses. Uh, yep. Honda Civics. Uh, well, it was Bailey. He put his. On we top will of go his Nissan. Yeah, he did. His yeah. Nissan. Yeah. Well, I mean. We'll see bigger because trailering is the norm and it yeah. is with motors and batteries. It's the norm and it's a mini bass boat. And a lot of these, you know, tournaments, that's they, they launch from those kind of boat ramps and regular places. So we're going to see bigger is what I'm yeah. saying. We will see yeah. bigger and bigger because, and here's why, because the sports will always, because we have a competitive side of this whole world that always trickles down to the rec side. And when they put in their rules, these are length. Like if you look at the Hobie rules or Bassmaster, I think 17 foot is the maximum, mm-hmm. maybe 18. Uh, I can't remember if one of them is 18, but it might be with the motor or something, but 17. So when you do that, you're telling people, you're telling the manufacturers stay within this range and they're going to, they're going to go up to that range at some point. And you're going to push it. It's going to be a mini little, they're going to keep pushing it because well, why not I, put it in display with multiple graphs and all this stuff. I mean, they just need more space and room and launching for boat ramps anyway. Yeah. At least they are. I'm not, but you know, they are. Like, you know, Drew, you were on the blue sky for a little bit, right? Yeah, and, yep. I was on that. I mean, had to, had to trailer it. That was legal. Well, actually, and, I trucked it, but yeah, it was legal yeah. and it still is. And, you know, little mini skiffs and stuff that are rotor molded or they're yeah. also marketed as paddle or, uh, you know, push pull, you know, man powered. And, and they are, they, you can yeah. do it for sure. So, but here's what's cool. It's kind of like, you know, this, this kayak adventure series that, you know, we started, right, Alex? It's like, choose your adventure. So we want to give people the opportunity. It's like, if that's what you love, because I think all of us will be Drew, the, on listen, the same page Listen, here. stop but, for a second. That was the you. smoothest plug that I have heard in years. <laughs> that was so smooth. It makes me hurt like that it hurt in a good way. Okay. Like I was, I love that. But anyway, go on, sir. Go on. It'd only be smooth if we were raising money for pediatric cancer through the kayak adventure series. Oh wait, we are as well. Just oh, like we are tonight. So, smooth, yeah. so maybe. Hey, so your good. next question. Right. Just ask me why so, I'm mad at Drew. Just go ahead and ask me that question. Why are you All mad right. at Drew? Cause I want to be, I want to talk to you about it too. I'd love to be involved with it. 
I was going to talk to you about that. I was going to bring that up on this live saying that, <laughs> Gene, I want you in. I, I know this would be really cool. Oh, We're going to be at Georgia for the first one at the Sholey Palooza. Yeah, By the way, don't let me forget why I brought this up. There's a real reason. Oh, sorry. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, we just want to bring this up. But yeah. I want to say this, Gene. You know, we're having this uh, brunch uh, on Fridays. We have a brunch. Uh, it's like a breakfast brunch thing. Yeah. And I'm not sure who all those are going to sponsor yet. It's going to be pretty cool. But we're going to have seminars. And, you know, Jeff Little and, you know, myself, Gene, I'd love to have you be a part of one of the seminars. And the anglers can come that morning and they can, uh, you know, eat food, recover from the night before, which is our opening ceremonies on Thursdays. You guys can look into more of that. The the website will be up for this and you guys can learn more. But anyway, I'd love to have you be a part of it, Gene. And the reason I was bringing this up is because the Kayak Adventure Series, the way we have our rules written, it lets you kind of do your thing. You do you. If it's your style to have electronics and motors and all that, cool. If it's your style to just have two or three rods and a $300 cheapo or $400 and put in at the very tough creek, bridge, whatever, awesome. Like because, And then if you want a portage, that's fine. But I feel like they all have their pros. You know what I mean? Everyone has, has their own personality and style. And like, let's, let's highlight our diversities. You know, what makes us all different, unique. And it, I think if it's all set up properly, I think maybe I've even kind of proven this in some way it, it's not because i didn't use a motor when i you know won aois and all these tournaments or electronics if you if it's all kind of worked the, the right way in the rules and the format it's it's all kind of a level playing field you just get to choose what you like to do um and that's what's cool about it. plus we're gonna have kayak demos at all these events as well so talking about this kayak thing having dealers there and let's let people get in and test out all these and and the anglers will let each other try each other's boats and just kind of come together and just have a good Good fun time. It's all it's about, really. I'm looking forward Alex, to it. Alex, you'll even be there. The rumor has you'll yeah. even be on stage. Yeah, I'm going to be there just letting all the hot <laughs> air out of myself like I do very well because, you know, I host a podcast as well that we're sitting on here. So, yeah, I'm really good at just letting hot air out of my mouth. Um, All right. But yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> Listen, Kayak Adventure Series, it is going to be fun. That still was the smoothest plug that I've ever heard in my whole entire life. That was beautiful. So when's it all starting? <laughs> May 3rd and 4th is the first one, the Sholey Palooza in uh, Georgia. Thomaston, Georgia. So of course, of course, we'll go there, and then uh, of course we'll go it's to Sholey Palooza. Of course, <laughs> and we'll go up to Michigan, then over to uh, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, Whitehall, Michigan, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, then Tawanda, Pennsylvania, for the Susquehanna, uh, right on the New York, PA border, and then we'll go over to uh, my buddy Wisconsin. Ja- my buddy Prairie, Jacob Wisconsin. said Alex will be demoing every kayak there. <laughs> Yeah, he will. <laughs> Alex, they're going to be like, where's Alex? We need him to MC this thing. He's over still demoing freaking kayaks. He's touching everyone. No, yeah, dude, Kayak Adventure Series is going to be fun, man. We'll, we'll do a separate podcast about Alex because I know you yeah, didn't, you weren't yeah. able to join us because you weren't feeling good that yeah. when we did the uh, the soft yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're going to do all that, yeah. We'll do one when the website goes live later this month, and then we'll really be people will really be able to see all the rules and all the cool stuff that's going on and just get so fired up on being at these little cool historic theaters for our awards at every one of these events and Getting to see Drew yeah, naked. AC. He said he was going to get naked at a couple of them. It's going to be great. Yeah. I may get naked. Hey. Bailey said he may come down and get naked in one. Gene will Dude, definitely just, get hey, naked. Hey, I, 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 I will travel down for one. Yep. That's just Romel, Romel, all I had to bring up was naked men and Romel's in. That's what I love. All right. <laughs> this is it. The wizard himself is in. Gandalf, I, the, I'm in. Let's go. I would love, I would love if Romel did seriously come to one and like brought some motors. Like, you know how Gandalf <laughs> oh, entered in Lord of the Rings on the little horse-drawn carriage? Yeah. He comes in on a horse-drawn <laughs> carriage with the robe on, with NK-180s and 300s in the back, just, just riding co- smoking a pop. <laughs> <laughs> me and Drew, me and Drew come out of the woods barefooted and just like, 
Oh my God, it's Gandalf, and just running towards him. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to stage that. That needs to be I the might promotion. look like an, uh, an elf or whatever next yeah. to you, bud. Oh, I mean, for sure. I love it. I love or, it. What, whatever they are. I don't know. what. They're, uh, what's the name what of the dude? Yeah. It's what not an they? elf. They it's were a uh, dwarf, or is no, it a, no, uh, no, it's a uh, hobbit. Somebody in the hobbits. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's that's right. Where do you live, by the way? Where's up I'm in Northern up California. California. Northern California. Okay. Northern California. I'm like literally ten minutes from the California Delta. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that area. I fish the Delta is fun for sure. So yeah, we need to get some more stuff out here for sure. We need some. Oh, cool. We need some West Coast love. We need to work on some stuff. So. You're just so far out there, and I know the Rocky know Mountains it. exist. Like people, yes, people do. don't get like that. That is actually like a big deal. Like it's hard to yeah. like cross the Rocky Mountains. Like you just don't do yeah. it by car. Like it's people can't get that through their mind. Like it's actually hard to get through the Rocky Mountains even with cars straight. now. I it's not straight. It's shot. like it's all up through there. You know, climbing sixteen thousand feet, then you drop down and. Lo and behold, we're in California, we're in the West Coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? So awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, hey, listen, folks. Um, we are at fifteen hundred and some change. So we're literally almost at two months of the locker being filled up. And so uh, it was. Uh, Bethany, Bethany just texted me. And listen, I love you guys. You guys are amazing for doing this. We're at fifteen sixty five. So we just need a little bit more to get to sixteen hundred. So let's keep on donating when we but get. You to put Bethany on a podcast. We'll raise another eight hundred. Yeah, listen, she's over there topping away. I can promise you, she's got the camera off and the sound off. I can promise oh, yeah. she's over there like yes. Yeah, she we'll, heard that. Her eyes were rolled in the back of her. Yeah, head. her her fingers are going about nine thousand miles an hour trying to uh, trying to top all this stuff in. But now, now the next question I got for you boys is. And this has actually come through in the chat, and I never read the chat because I'm too ADHD to keep up with it, but you boys got to talk, and I was actually able to read the chat. Somebody want to know, what's our big fish baits been this year? Like, what's the one bait mm. What's the one bait that stood out for you guys this year that's like, hey, that actually is like, you know, it helped me win a tournament, or it's helped me win multiple, or I've caught a bunch Drew, of you fish you better not on say it. chatterbait. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to avoid that one this time. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> obviously a staple of mine for sure, but... Gosh, if I had to pick one, it might, dude. It's been a more of a diversity, like of a year for me, different mm-hmm. different baits than than normal. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I tell you what, man. I know Alex, you're you're obviously very familiar with the Chapo, use it a lot. That one always catches a lot of big fish for me. The Chatterbait does, but this year that little Midwest finesse swim jig, it was it got big bass for me at the Bassmaster Kayak Series and in Lacrosse. And again, this isn't like all year, so but it just. It was such a nice little subtle, smaller, and I, I learned something about those little finesse jigs, the swim jigs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Gene, I'm sure you especially know this, but I realized that the weed guards on these little smaller finesse swim jigs, they're not for wood. I mean, there's not obviously for – it's not a wood fishing jig, right. but it deflects all that little eelgrass and all the, the grass that's in the fisheries in the Midwest, like you know, in La Crosse and places like that, just perfectly. Because when you look at that jig, you're like, man, that weed guard's going to do nothing. But it's not four. It's to be popping and working quicker. But anyway, it caught me the the big big bass for the Bassmaster Kayak Series and uh, up in Lacrosse, and that was just a really a cool technique and something I don't do a ton of anymore. But it's a little bit more subtle than the chatterbait, and so that one was was pretty cool. So and what was that? The Midwest Finesse. Who makes that? Midwest Finesse Swim Jig. It's just a small little. It's it, it's not a like a 
a wood or rock jig that you'd, you know, swim or, or put on the bottom, you know, like yeah. let it sink to the bottom and work down along the bottom yeah. like a crawl. It's more of like your bait fish imitating swim jig that you're popping yeah, it's out. A mic- it's like a micro, or- micro swim jig. Gotcha. Tom cool. Monsoor sort of, huh. you know, yeah. um, Wisconsin. Uh, Missile Baits makes a small one too, but yes. it's a little bit bigger than that, but not much. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Gene, what about you? Cool well, bait. hold on. Ramel's gone to the dark side of the forest. He's went from Gandalf the Gray over here, and now he's Lord Voldemort. Wait, there's the light back. Gene, what about yours? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. 99.9% of the big fish, I'm talking 20 plusers this year, have come off of a football jig. Yeah. I mean, I have Old worn school. out, and I've been throwing <laughs> the, and I'm not sponsored by Picasso at all. I've been throwing the, the Picasso tungsten football head jig with the three aught light wire hook mm-hmm. so i don't have to jack them all i have to do is start reeling yeah and it hooks them but i'm telling you and the thing is is i'm not dragging it really uh, probably 80 percent of those fish i caught slow rolling that jig on the bottom just dropping the rod to 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 the water line and just doing this huh that's interesting. What trailer? Yeah, what's your trailer? Yeah. Uh, trailer I'm I'm using either a Zoom uh uh Speedworm or Speedcraw or oh what was the other one I was using? A uh, a Rage uh Menace trailer. Mm. Mm. But literally keeping it on the bottom but just slow rolling it. So every time it hits a rock it pops up. Huh. Every time it hits right. something hard it pops up just a little bit, not so much. And and then it they just every time it'll pop up and there's, if there's a fish following it, I can watch them on live scope. If they're following it and it pops up, you watch them, boom, and you, you just freaking wreck it. And <laughs> yeah, nine times out of react. ten, you just lose six foot of slack in the line, and you have to speed up and catch up to them and set the hook. But, hmm. yeah, cool. i just been slow rolling a jig. That's awesome. That's actually like like kind of unique. Old I like it. Yeah, it's old and school. That's since, yeah. that's since February till yeah. now. And I'm still throwing them. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Romel? Oh, um, I haven't really fished too much, but then when I did get out there, glide the glide bait, man. Really? Yeah. Which mm. one? It's fun. I mean, honestly, there's so many of them out there now, uh, but I, I I will always go back to just the good old S waiver. Yep. yep. You can't beat it, dude. I've you got a I've it. got a glide bait video launching Sunday that is legitimately. <laughs> I didn't do it. I had to actually get an expert to 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 film mm-hmm. with me. It's thirty minutes long, but it's worth every minute. I, I I would say people, there's so many glide baits out there, and you, the the price ranges from like yeah, crazy yeah. amount of money to like, you know, and then you got the S waiver, and it, it just works. Yes, if you want to get into glide baiting and whatnot, go buy some S waivers. Yep, yep, yep. And take a Dremel, we'll job. take a Dremel, and just take a little bit off of that front hinge, and it'll make them. Yeah. Like a, it'll make them swim like a three hundred dollar glide bait. Like they're hundred <laughs> percent. We talk about that in the, in the video. That's awesome. That's awesome. I do those glide. I mean, seriously, glide bait fishing is fun. I've had a lot of success on it. I've had a lot of big followers. And what's funny is I've always had way more success with smaller glide baits. Like mm. so many people want to go straight to the extreme. Like I've got a depths two fifty. The biggest fish I ever caught on a depths two fifty was like a three and a half pounder. The biggest fish yeah. I ever caught on a glide bait was on like a five and a half inch glide bait, and it was a seven mm-hmm. and a half pounder. I mean, so it's. It's weird, man. Like I think so many oftentimes we think big fish or big baits catch big fish, which is true. But I think like when you're talking about like a seven, eight, nine, ten pounder, and Gene, you've seen this, and I fish with Caleb with the live bait. It's crazy. You get a seven inch live gizzard shad, they won't touch it. 
you get a four and a half inch live gizzard shad, and they literally try to take the rod out of your hand. They those mm-hmm. fish have way more, or they can discern between certain size things way better than we think they can. And, and I think yep. that has a lot yeah. to do with what they eat, which is very interesting to me. Yeah. What do you guys think about color? Because oh, I people color. made a comment on this. It, it one I forget where it was. It might have been on one of your things. Uh, I commented on Alex, and I said, oh, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, color may yeah. matters to some degree, but I think action is like, 10 times more important. Oh, yeah. said, what do you think is going to happen? And what do you know happens if you throw a goldfish into any yeah. lake or pond? Like are the bass not going to eat it? Cause Oh, goldfish don't live here. And this is orange. What's that? They will smoke it. See, I think, it doesn't ma- I think action is trumps it by a ton. I think even, I think in order of importance for fish to eat things. And I, I base this a lot on, like the biology that I've learned about fish from, from being around people hell of a lot smarter than me. And then two, Oh, also um, we're $25 away from having the locker stocked for, to- for two months. So let's do that people. Cause you have a chance. Literally, if you give $25, that's 25 chances to win an NK 300 or a 50 amp hour X2 lithium battery or a tell 13 fish and reel. Tell or, them what an NK, tell, tell them what an NK 300 is. NK300 is a motor for your kayak, and it's a very nice motor for your kayak made by Newport Vessels. And Romel, is there anything else that people need to know about it other than... See, Romel really doesn't fish. What he does is he just puts his motor in the water and he goes backwards really fast and chops the fish up and then gathers them all up, you know, because he's good. But no, Romel, tell everybody the NK300 and then we'll go back to my theory of what I think make fish eat. Sure. Uh, so NK300 is uh, three. It's a three horsepower uh kayak motor it's a big motor um i was out on the other day on a new canoe pursuit which is a, a fast boat it's 13 foot six i was the top speed i was like uh i don't know 7.2 7.3 miles an hour um so uh that could kind of gives you a kind of a gauge of like how fast or how much power this motor has but um it's just uh but what people don't really um kind of know is it's really good at that mid range, like that five mile an hour range. The efficiency on it is so good. Um, you're it's, you can literally go for a long, long time. You're using like, depends on the kayak, but 40 to 50% throttle to get that five miles an hour, which pretty much is whole speed on most kayaks. Yes. Let's, let's be honest. So anything from, yeah, there it is. Uh, so there's a uh, Newport NK 300 and, uh, we're going to throw in a Newport 36 volt 40 amp hour battery with that that uh, has the uh, Bluetooth app. You download the app on your phone, gives you all your stats for your battery so you can check runtime. Um, but uh, it's been an amazing motor for us uh, this year. It's uh, definitely um, definitely going to push pretty much any kayak out there as fast as it could probably possibly go. There so. you go. And, and my man Romel, the wizard himself. Gandalf the Great was willing to give one of those to raffle away. And for 25 bucks, not only are we going to stock the locker to help kids and families fighting pediatric cancer, but you're also going to have 25 entries into win that motor or a 50 amp hour battery or a 13 fish and reel or a cash and rod. So go do it, ladies and gentlemen. Go do it. It's, 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 it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. All right. So back to my theory of fish and why they eat things. So I think the first thing which is the most important thing to a fish and y'all are, may agree or disagree is scent. 
Let me tell you why I think it's scent. Because I've had not one, not two, but three separate biologists tell me that they're doing a lot of studies on fish that show that fish can discern food and prey items by the smell that they put off into the water. And so I think that fish can use scent to determine whether they want to eat something or not. And I think they smell things oftentimes before they see them. Because, like, I know for me, I've been fishing, and this has happened several times this year. I actually caught a big largemouth in a tournament. I could smell the gizzard shad on the largemouth, and the largemouth was in there smoking those gizzard shad. Which leads me I to can the, smell the bacon before I eat it. Exactly. Now the next and when and it, dude, if you think about like other fish, I mean you think about salmon and you think about sharks and you think about a bunch of the saltwater species, like a salmon goes back to where it was born based off the the where the moon is added in the sky and the smell of the creek. They said it's by scent that they find those things. I don't understand why a bass, a predatory fish, wouldn't be the same on determining whether it eats things or not. The second thing I think is the most important is profile. I think if it's the size of of what it's supposed to of what it's eating and what it's used to eating, I think it's going to eat it every single time. So like the smell and the lateral line, I think gets them going into the direction. Once they're there and they see it and it's the right profile, and then Drew, what you said, the right action, I think that's really what goes. Okay, now I'm going to kill this thing, and then I think color probably is the least important, but I think it still can also be really important because if it looks like what they've been eating, then that's like the nail in the coffin. And especially when we're talking about tricking fish, because getting fish to react is completely different than tricking a fish. Reaction out of a fish, you literally hit a little switch in a fish's brain. They can't help but chase after something and try to kill it. Like, it's literally involuntary. It's like... Yeah, this is two different bites we're talking about. Two 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 totally different things. Like So it's like if I were to, like, you know, if you're just playing with your buddy and, like, you throw your hand at them real quick and they go like this... That is what a reaction bite to a fish is. Like when you crank a crankbait by their face and it deflects off a piece of wood, their body can't help but go and like try to go kill it. Whereas like when you're tricking them, I think that that's where color can be like the nail in the coffin. Like it's like not only does that smell right, look right, and move right, but it also looks like something that I've ate before and been rewarded with a meal. And their little instinctual brain just goes, okay, it's time to murder that thing. And they go murder it. So that's my theory on it. I mean, I I only say that too, because like my anecdotal experience with fish, it's like that freaking orange money badger. I took so many people fishing and, and tried to put them on that bite. And Ben, my buddy Ben can attest to this and Larry Melton can attest to this. I would be like, you can't throw that red. You need to throw the orange. And they're like, well, I'm going to throw this red for a little while. And after I caught six fish to their one, they go, hey, you got another one of them orange crankbaits in the bottom of the boat? And I'm like, yeah, it's down there. Go tie one on. There's something about certain colors that get fish to eat. But I don't think that that's always the case. I think that, like you said, Drew, I think it's if it looks right and it moves right and it's the right size, I think that's when they kill things. Yeah. Most of my bites is all reactionary bite the way I fish. You know what I mean? So like Gene said, this is total different bites. So in my case, like your order, it almost would be, I like, I agree with you that the color is the last because people ask a question about, I think it was what it was, was your Chapo. You had a picture of your frog pattern (laughs) Chapo. First of all, all these things look about the same on the bottom of them. You know what I mean? It's funny. Like everyone's like, Oh, that one looks like a frog. This one. They don't think they just see the bottom of it anyway. The spooks, you know, all these topwater baits, they all look basically the same on the bottom. And it's more about that action anyway. But um, 
I don't know, man. Mine's like, I don't, I don't feel like with the way I fish scent is like the last of it because I've seen how fish eat and they, and how they approach things. Even the fish in your aquarium, if you guys have any fish, doesn't matter what kind of fish or if it's a pet bass, obviously, or bluegill, you'll see them eat whatever. And then they spit it out and reposition it. They spit things out. Or let's say like they eat something that's not real. Like you throw a stick into the water and they smash it. They know they can spit it out. But what they do know also is if they don't get it first, the other fish are. And mm. if it was real, they're missing out. Mm. So the reaction bite, that's what I try to get in. Like you're saying, Alex, is get that instinctual, like just a quick reaction. Like you're throwing a ball to somebody and mm-hmm. they got to just they say, think fast. They weren't even looking. You threw a ball and you said, think fast. And then they just caught it. Mm-hmm. That's the bite I chase. That's yeah. what I chase because I think it's the easiest way to fool a big fish. So murky mm-hmm. water, sometimes that helps. Getting your bait to go right across that stump, right by those rocks, covering a lot of water. And in, in my situation, since got just nothing to do with it basically yeah. i mean but for trick tricking a fish and i'll let someone else take this high pressured lakes you know your, your electronics they're getting they see a lot of baits clear water total different bite yeah. you know soft plastics on the bottom nothing that i really throw so yeah somebody else can take that one i can't i can't tell you how much i've learned since since getting live scope about yeah. how fish react and how they don't react you know, and I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that the knowledge of, of, you know, so I'll give you a, for instance, I'm throwing a, a crankbait and I love a, a, a shad colored crankbait. I mm-hmm. love a, you know, a, a, a chartreuse shad or a regular sexy shad or whatever. But what I've started doing is I'll throw out, throw it out there. And if I see a fish coming up off the bottom and following it, but not hitting it, mm-hmm. there's one thing that I've done probably 10 times and nine of the times it's worked. Mm-hmm. As I change to an orange belly uh, crankbait, because mm-hmm. they're coming off the bottom, they're looking at it from Straight behind. Up, it's going like it. this. Yep. The only thing they can really see is All the right. belly anyway. And I found that if I just go from a white belly to an orange belly, yeah. If, and I and 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 I this goes back to years ago when I was guiding in North Carolina. Um, I figured that out on our fish where, you know, it was a private lake and there were thousands and thousands of giant fish in the lake, Mm -hmm. but I still figured out that there was a difference between a white belly and an orange belly on the crankbait Mm -hmm. and being able to watch fish and how they react on the live scope to things has made me change colors more, but I don't get into, I don't get in into the details of, Oh, it's got to be this exact color. Mm. You know, I've got green pumpkin, black and blue, some type of a red or a pink or something like that. And, uh, and a Brown, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's yep. it. With you. Keep it simple. Yep. Four, you know, three, and four that's, colors. that's for eating best for jigs and worms and plastics and stuff like that mm-hmm. for, uh, and for, um, for like chatterbaits, it's white, um, golden shiner just cause of down in Florida and then green pumpkin and black and blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you just keep it simple to where you have different contrasts of colors. And I found right. that changing contrasts, yeah, I'll do that before I worry about anything else. Before well, I think before. sometimes contrast and just the water around them just helps fish to just single in where it's at. Oh yeah, years ago I was yeah, fishing yeah. a fishing a tournament where we it was a shaky head bite. There was no doubt it was a shaky head bite because I'd caught this mess out of them the day before. Mm-hmm. But I was in the tournament the next day and I sh- was fishing and shaking and wasn't get, getting anything. And I looked in the water, and I was throwing a, a, a finesse worm, a green pumpkin finesse worm. I looked down at the water after about two hours of not catching fish, and I'm like, the water's the same color as the freaking worm. Yeah. I'm like, no wonder yeah. I'm not getting bit. They can't see it. So I they changed from that them. to a June bug and started wearing them out, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Just because they contrast. Can see it. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all about I think everything. I think everything comes into play a little bit, but like I think I would lean to agree with with Drew here. Um, and and live scope really um, kind of I kind of learned that this year I was out fishing with a buddy of mine and we were fishing some stumps and and I couldn't get bit to save my life. Like and so my buddy calls me over, hey, come come pull up next to me and. So I pull up next to him and look at my, I didn't have live scope. I didn't have uh, yeah. my Garmin with me. Yeah. So I say, Hey, look at my live scope. I'm like, okay, cool. Looking at it and goes, okay, there's see that, that stuff right there. Flip your jig in there. We're fishing jigs. Yeah. Flip my jig in there. And he goes, okay, so work your jig. Like how you're working it. And I'm doing a hop, hop, burning it back in, like hop it a couple times, pretty, you know, substantial. And you could see the fish nose up to it when I would hop it, which is cool turn away and go away didn't like it yeah so my buddy was like okay um you know it pans over it looks finds another stuff okay flip your flip your jig in there so i flip it in there and he goes now don't hop it just twitch it like a drop shot just mm-hmm. get the skirt to move and sure enough huh it's crazy ain't it i mean, see dude and that's the thing I, i've got freaking mega live on the boat now and it was crazy the other day Cause like I would reel something by these fish and they wouldn't do anything. And like, I finally just threw something in there and literally just let it dead sticked it and just let it fall. They swam right over to it and I just let it sit there. And I, I mean, it was just the most subtle, just little, and yep. they pick it up and start swimming <laughs> off with it. And it's like, I think, I think maybe for that reason, I mean, it's, you really look like I had a crawdad. Or something on the bottom, like some bottom dwelling little creature, right? Bluegills are different. They're all over the place. They're like, you know, a little crack, crack at, like crack at. But like, yeah. you know, yeah. Helgramite or some little, crawdad. like, dude, crawdads don't move fast. They don't move much. They just kind of nope. scurry around. And if they do mm-hmm. get kind of scared, they'll do the thing. But I mean, they're pulsing like, doop, right. doop, doop. like that's as far as they're moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, the live scope thing is fascinating. Now that I've got it on the boat, I am beyond fascinated so with it you can Ramel, pattern if you ever out. if you're ever in that bite again have a jig that has living rubber on it somewhere no. yeah because there mm-hmm. is something yeah. about that mm-hmm. when they're on yeah. that bite where all you got to do mm-hmm. is twitch your jig oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah yeah but that's crazy. the thing that that's what got me and I, and i was like uh you know my scope i'll get you know whatever it's i'm not worried about it. And then when i went through that with him like gosh Darn it! You can pattern the bite so fast. Yep. Yeah. So much faster than you could without it. Okay, so based on well, first of all, we're at twenty one hundred dollars. You guys are awesome. We are four hundred bucks away from an entire quarter of the locker being stocked. So, all right. There's no doubt in my mind that we can do it. Again, if you want to enter the raffle, it's really easy. Link down in the description, link in the comments. It's in every description, or just go to alexredfishing.com. There's a donation page. You fill out that donation page. For every $1 that you donate, you're entered to win one of the five prizes that we have. The prizes yeah. that I have are 13 fishing reels, a cash and rod, a 50 amp hour X2 battery that retails for over a thousand bucks after taxes and then we have Romel is thrown in an NK 300 which <laughs> is retailing for how much Romel how much they retail 1299 then plus the battery to go with it which is another thousand bucks and let me so, add in one more hang okay. on I'm gonna add in one more okay Drew's oh, adding one more right one oh, more to go, sweeten Drew. the deal 
Sweeten the deal. Let's get seriously. If we can get to twenty five hundred bucks, that's a, that's three months that the locker's totally stocked. And for you guys, just to go over this while Drew's out wandering around doing whatever he's doing. Got um, Drew. What do you got, Drew? What what is this? I saw a real tree on there somewhere. Yeah, real tree. Here we go. It's his action figures. Oh, no, never mind. Sponsor no, guys, I got this. Uh, these beer mugs here, real tree. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Ain't nothing like some real tree beer mugs. Nothing says redneck like fishing in real tree beer mugs, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. There we go. Man, Let's I just mean, these away too. Let's, we're we're going to get that last few hundred bucks we need here. Hell yeah. Raise hell and praise Dale, minimum. son. I tell you what, I mean, Drew, Drew's going to the Redneck Convention of America, and I'm going <laughs> with him. Um, but anyway, for you guys that don't know what we're raising money for, because there's a lot of people filtering in and out, and you may not have heard, this is Punt Foundation's Pediatric Cancer Foundation. What they do is they help families with the needs that hospitals can't help them with. So, like, if a hospital gives somebody, like, a food card or a gas card or a voucher for a hotel – that's illegal. It's called bribery. And the hospitals can't do that. They can only treat people. And so what Punt Foundation does is it helps families with kids who are battling cancer to get those things. Because there was a statistic. I'm, I can't remember the exact statistic. Um, but what is crazy is that most people that when they find out their kid has cancer, one parent quits their job because they need to take care of that kid full time. And so if you're in a two-income household and you drop down to one income, plus you're having to pay all the bills that are associated with cancer, maybe you have to drive, life gets very expensive very quickly. And so what um, – <laughs> there you go. I don't hey, Scott's funny. Here. Scott, use real trees on here. That's there funny. you go, Scott, so we'll get my some man. More mugs. The Redneck USA. Can we get some Sorry, mugs say real tree here. Redneck USA? Because I would totally drink out of those because that's like that's what I need. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what Pump Foundation does is they just help alleviate those costs. That's mm-hmm. what Pump Foundation's whole thing is. And we're doing this in honor of not only September – September being Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month, but also my dad who lost his battle to cancer on May 18th. Um, His thing was when he died, he wanted no money for flowers or any of that kind of stuff. He wanted all that money donated to the Pump Foundation. And while he was still alive, my dad's the reason that Pump Foundation was extended into Knoxville. He had a heart for kids who were battling cancer because he was battling cancer and he wanted to help those kids out. And so that's who we're honoring with this donation. And as of right now, last check, we're at 2140 And so if we get to 2500 nice. bucks tonight, not only are we going to give away this stuff, it's going to be awesome, but we're going to be able to fill that locker for an entire quarter of the year. That's three solid months of helping people who need help when they're battling cancer. So amazing stuff. Now, um, what were we talking about, uh, Romel? Uh, let's get into the discussion. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's, uh, let's wade into this there bad boy. So here's the deal: I'm having a biologist on to talk about the actual like biological repercussions of LiveScope. I've not had any of the opinion stuff yet because I've not wanted to right. dive into it, but I think I've got three good dudes here that we can have a good, solid discussion of our opinions of the subject, and so. I just want to hear what y'all think. I mean, who wants to go first? Let me just hear your kind of opinion of the live scope, forward facing technology, panoptics, mega lot, all of them. Like what, what are your opinions? Gene, I saw your hand go up first. I'll let you go first, sir. I, I love it. I absolutely love using it. I've learned so much since I've gotten it. I mean, oh, and, and I've, and I've gone from Garmin to now I'm with, now I've got Lawrence's. Um, I, and, and I'm not going to compare them, but I'm just going to tell you straight up. I love it, but it will ruin you <laughs> if you use it all the time. 
it will flat ruin you. You've got to put it down every once in a while Mm. and just go fishing or you're going to forget a lot of things. And you'll also be able to take what you've learned from the live scope and, and put it to, to use without it. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm an offshore wrangler. I absolutely love using it offshore. And, uh, but then again, I, I love the hunt. And so I want to I, I want to go back and forth between the two quite and I do it quite often. Mm. So that's the biggest thing is if you if you rely on 100 percent rely on it 100 percent of the time it will ruin your fishing. I like it. I like that, Drew. Yeah. What do you think, buddy? You know what? Here's what I think, Alex. I'm so glad you asked me here. Oh God. <laughs> so <laughs> so listen, man. Like I hate it. I hate everybody. That uses- <laughs> no, no, no. This is the thing. Here's the thing. Different strokes for different folks. That's cool. Uh, and, and I don't, I've never even used it. So how, how do I even, I, I probably would love it. It would probably just confirm or, or, you know, a lot of the stuff that I, yeah, a lot of the places that I know they already are, cause I'm catching them, you know, I'm still not going to go fish differently. I'm not going to go offshore cause I just still like fishing rivers and creeks. And it doesn't really apply as much there. Not as much. I could probably use it, but here's the deal to use something like that is no different than how, how many like rigs there are these days. There's, there's Nico, there's spy bait, there's topwater, there's Carolina rig, there's Ned rig. There's a million different things. And only those people who are guides, full-time guides or full-time professional fishermen literally are on the water that much can actually take the time and understand like the technology fully enough to utilize it where it's not a disadvantage to them. It's actually helping their fishing, not hurting their fishing. Even the pros will say the year I switched and had to make the adjustment to it. I lost a year of fishing to learn it. Well, that's a pro who's on the water that many days. So most of the people watching this, they don't, it's going to take them years to be on the water long enough to really dial it in and figure it out when to use it, when not to use it. Like Gene's saying, it's just this. So I'm sticking away and I'm so happy more people. You guys keep getting it, keep doing your thing. It's just going to keep leaving the other stuff that, that I like to do open that simple stuff just get me you know like crescent strolly and a paddle and get out there so anyway I, I think it's great though for the industry for everyone that loves that um and just beware that you can never learn all the techniques and you could because you can never learn live scope fully it, it, it takes a long time so just yep be it, warned took, it took me six six months to where i felt like i was a lot. i was good yeah. enough to use it in a tournament and then even understand when to use it and why and when you're using it as opposed to not right. to use it. Because once you got it, you're just always going to use it because you think you got to use it. And then that messes you up because the bite was punching heavy vegetation somewhere else on the lake. And it's like, that's the trick, man. Like, oh. So just, it's just cool, man. If you like Bailey, he's not on here. He loves electronics too. That's, that's like his brain is wired that way. And that's, that's awesome. man. we're, they're all different. Look at that. Here we go. Alex, I love how you just threw me in there, bro. I was uh, just going to watch and see no, if they know this. No, yeah. I'm, listen, hey, I'm uh, always on it, son. We supposed to sing a, a lullaby, bedtime song? Yeah. Either? We're supposed <laughs> to read my, a book or green eggs and ham. What's I got my little guy right here. Them, I just yeah. wanted to hop on and say I love all you guys. <laughs> this is an awesome thing that we're, you guys are doing. And hopefully you got a ton of support, but tomorrow, actually, I've, we got a little kids derby at my home pond and, uh, we can only turn in bluegill catfish crappie and carp. So do you guys have any 
juice on those four species. Catch a bluegill, hook it in the head, and throw it out there for the catfish. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, that microfinesse stuff from Z-Man, I'm telling you, that stuff catches like yep. bluegill like crazy. And well, like we're fishing from 6 to 11, and it's all kids. There's going to be like 200 kids at the lake, so it's going to be awesome. Yeah, small all stuff, dude. Cool. Just just give yeah. them small stuff. Let them go fishing. Bucket full what of about carp. What about carp? Uh, good balls. luck. Uh, <laughs> I've always caught them on dough balls. Like seriously, you take like yeah. bread, like a like white bread, ball it up on a ball, and put it on a hook, and just throw it out there and let it float on top, and it'll they'll just come up and suck it under. Okay. Yeah. Oliver will bring bread. Okay. So we went from live scope to the complete opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. Gang, gang. Just yeah. I, uh, with bread, corn. Yeah. I figured you guys would be talking about live scope and all these kayak things. So I thought I'd throw in, you know, carp and uh, catfish, you know? Yeah, there you that's go. where it's at, son. That's what fishing's all about right there is just taking some kids out, going and catching some bluegill and some carp and some catfish, dude. It's awesome. Mm. It is. It is. Yeah. I love it. Times. Listen, Shane. We'll keep going. I'll hang out. I'll yeah. hang out for a second. Sounds good. I'll hang out for a second. Sounds good. All right. All right, Romel. Live scope. What's your opinion? I, you know, I'm I, I'm a, I'm the tech techie guy here. So here's my my concern. My major concern <laughs> with live scope is the, the technology is not going to stop. Yeah. It's just going to get better. Yeah. 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 It 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 just it's just how it is. Where do you think? And, it, where do you think? Okay, saying that. Mm-hmm. What do you think the next evolution is? Next evolution is going to be more clarity mm-hmm. and also um, beam width. Gotcha. Yeah, just three sixty, even. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's the near future. In the distant future, it's going to be all. Uh, it's going. It's going to be all where you can visually see it. It's going to be. Yeah. In the next 100%. in the next ten years, it'll be like a set of glasses that you're yeah. looking out. And you can see it all, and it's right there, like augmented reality. You may, yeah, you may be, yeah, you may be. It'll end up being three D. You remember the the Google glasses that they were trying to do? Yeah, years mm-hmm. ago, I sent them a suggestion: make it to where whatever we is on the fish finder, be it the contours of the lake or everything else, is what is out there. What you if right. you look out, you see the contours and where they are, and you know exactly where to cast. So, yeah. so remember, so, yeah, it's just going to keep marching forward. Is, is your it's opinion. just yep. going to keep marching forward until in, until until it stops. So my 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 thing was is that if you get let's say a younger tech savvy bass fisherman mm. that is absolutely like a Bailey or like a um, the the miners, mm. yeah. They're absolutely tech savvy. They are fully invested into LiveScope. They understand it forwards and backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, the concern is, is that like you take somebody that is, let's say, middle of the pack fisherman, tournament fisherman. They learn this skill, mm-hmm. employ it, and it that technology basically makes them understand what it took like a, a fisherman that's been in the industry for a long time that that does really well years of experience to learn mm-hmm. and it shortens that gap yes mm-hmm. but then what's going to happen is is the like the gentlemen that are out there that have learned it over the years that have gained their experience and the skills to fish without it mm-hmm. once they catch up then it'll be back to level again mm-hmm. so 
Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like, so the younger, more tech savvy are going to get a head start. And then the older gentlemen that they'll catch up eventually and then yeah. it'll be back to level. Yeah. Yeah. And then technology was, will bump up again. So the same argument happened when, when SideScan yeah. came up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, 100%. it's the same thing. I mean, I was in Timmy Horton's boat, the Bassmasters Classic. Was, I, was, I got press passes. I was in there the last day of, of practice. In his yeah. boat, this was the right after uh, SideScan came out from Humminbird. You know, and he was sponsored by, I can't remember, Lawrence or somebody. Anyway, he had a Humminbird down in his, underneath his console with LiveScope. Everybody mm-hmm. did. Side imaging. Or side imaging. Side imaging. Yeah. Side and, imaging. And every, yeah. Everybody had side imaging on their boat. Whether it was seen or not, it was there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree, man. I mean, it's just like technology in the technology space. You know, we, we as fishermen are... I'm I'm very I'm a techie kind of dude. I love tech. Like I lo- I love watching tech videos. Any new iPhone that comes out, any new Android that comes out, new computers. I love to watch that stuff because that stuff just I love it. And like it's like the new you know Apple Watch to answer your phone call. Now all you do is that and tap yeah. your fingers together. And so mm-hmm. that that technology and that level of technology and that advancement of technology with companies like Garmin because Garmin can you have to you have to give Garmin due where it's due. They've yep. got military contracts. That's why they have the money to keep just doubling and tripling, quadrupling down on these technologies with their LiveScope technology. And then all the rest of the companies just kind of benefit from the trickle down of what they have. And that's just, I mean, simply the way that it is. I'm not saying that Mega Live or Lawrence's version or whatever doesn't have its own specific things, but it's just that's the way that it's happening. And I think you're right, Romel. I think that I think that it keeps marching on. I think that there'll be anglers who fall off because they can't use it or refuse to use it. I think there'll be anglers who get really good with it and there'll be a there'll be a tide and a wave that they ride until there's a balancing, like you said, and there will eventually be a balancing. Um yep. and I think for me what I have realized the most is that you just handed a kid a book that does not know how to read. I, I can't read the book yet. I, yeah. I have the book. The mm-hmm. book is beautiful. It is full of so much information that is going to help me to be better. But yeah. I cannot read any of the words in the book yet. And in like mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with that technology. And I think the one thing that I want to kind of detract away from for people is like that putting it on your boat makes you 10 times better. No. Yeah, if no. anything, like Gene said, I've taken 10 steps back because right. I've caught myself going, mm-hmm. And looking at it, it was like the other day. I I figured out I could see my chopo on the scope at a certain angle, and so like I'm using the chopo and and, <laughs> and rolling it over these fish's heads that are sitting on the ends of these trees, and watching them come up to it and then swim right back down. And like I caught myself doing that for an hour, just jacking with it, just just yeah. try to learn, try to see. But I wasted an hour that I could have just been going down the bank and catching fish, mm-hmm. and so. I don't think that it's the end all be all. I don't think that it is going to ruin fishing, definitely on a recreational level, definitely for the 99%. Now, in this pr- professional realm where we have to worry about TV ratings and crap like that, yeah, sure, it gets boring, right? Because you like these dudes who are really good at it, 
They're really good at it. Yeah, and they're they really go, good. They're really they're good, really and good. they go win tournaments mm-hmm. with it. And That's the other part of the topic I was going to yeah. transition us to at some point was yeah. well, now there's a whole different part is, yeah, us using it, but now what it's done exactly. on and let's, We're about to get into that, but before we get into that, yeah. Yeah. $2,500, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, more wow. than that. Bethany texted me. Nice. We're at a... Uh, 2505 maybe more by now um but we have now stocked the locker for three solid months that's three months of gas cards grocery cards um any kind of card that you can imagine that's going to help a family with a kid who's battling pediatric cancer and it was all because you guys did it and we love you guys for that so we're going to keep talking here um if you feel like donating please do because we do have so many awesome prizes to give away like i said 13 fish and reels we've got a beer mug set that is the greatest thing ever <laughs> like uh, the real tree beer mug set is like it's redneck deluxe and i love it um we've got an nk300 motor and a battery to go with it and then another x2 power battery and so we and have a, and a fishing rod and a fishing rod and a beer mug set. It's a beautiful. And a beer mug set. I love the beer mug set. I want to win the beer mug set. <laughs> hey, Spot from Realtree did text me. Say we'll give the hundred dollars. Uh, the Realtree's donating hundred dollars as well. Awesome, awesome, Just, awesome. And he said that that hundred dollars goes to, like, they're not going to win the raffle. Obviously, he yeah, goes yeah, to yeah, no, 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 yeah, to go yeah, to, so. yeah. Okay, cool. We'll uh, get, if, we'll if get all accidentally win. Yeah, we'll get that all worked out. Tell Scott, I said thank yeah. you very much that he's. I'm gonna have to get Scott to send me some giveaway stuff. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Scott's yeah, the man. Absolutely. Oh, gentlemen. I, unfortunately, I've run out of time. My oh, wife you're good. is like, you're good. we got to go to dinner. You're so good. it's my son's 21st birthday this weekend. So, Dude, awesome. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, we flew him in from uh, from school, from college. And uh, he's hanging out for the weekend. So Heck yeah. um, I'm going to go hang out. But before I go, just wanted to say thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks to everyone for donating for a great cause. Um and before I sign off, we're going to give away, we're going to add an NT300 to the mix. So, nice. Wow. If you don't know what an NT300, go on the website. It's basically the trans amount version of the NK. So okay, cool. you have a John, John boat, um, you know, fishing boat, wow. inflatable That's boat. Six prizes. That's crazy. You're the Dude. man, Romel. Dude, I listen, I appreciate you so much. You are seriously the wizard. You are Gandalf the Great. Like you, you are the man. Unreal. So you appreciate it's a great you, buddy. Cause. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's going to a great cause and love our ca- kayaking community is probably, you know, the, you know, one of the best communities out there to be a part of, you know. I yeah. love it. Absolutely. So I'm so excited about the about Drew's uh, tournament series coming up. Yeah. I think it's going to be great, um, you know, and have people like Gene on uh, on board with this in this community. It's, you know, yeah. it's awesome. So it's a good time. So, well, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I got to go. You're good, man. Appreciate you. MT300, NK300, and a battery. Let's go. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you, you Ramel. Have a great awesome. night, man. Tell your, tell your boy happy birthday from us. I will do. Thanks, gentlemen. We'll see, see you guys later. Bye. See you, bro. See you. All right, but yeah, so awesome stuff there. That's dude. This is I love this. This makes me happy. I mean, like seriously, I don't know if you can tell, but this crap makes me so happy. I love doing this because it just it is amazing to me. Here's the deal. I don't think, and I I want to tell people number one how much I appreciate them. And I had this conversation the other day, and it, it's crazy to me because when you do a lot of this fundraiser stuff, you're around a lot of people who are rich. Rich people like fundraisers. It's just the way that it is. And I've been to fundraisers with people who are worth millions upon millions of dollars, and we barely raise any money. I can get a bunch of dudes 
who are blue-collar and white-collar workers, dudes who work their nine-to-fives, people who have bills, they have grocery bills, they have all the things that we all have to deal with. We have bills, and we have normal life, and we aren't millionaires, and we're not rich. But I can get 156 people in a stream that I don't even know, and I can't even see their face, and I can raise over $2,500 for pediatric cancer. For kids who That's need awesome. help, for families who need help, and that makes me so proud to be just the the person. I don't even like. I don't even want to be the person who is thought to be the guy who raises money. I just am so proud that I get to even like be like just the the launching point for this to happen and for this to flourish. Mm-hmm. And and the Punt Foundation in Knoxville is just getting off the ground. We just started it this year in honor of my dad and in honor of, of his legacy and in helping kids here in Knoxville. And this is the first step into getting all the programs going. The, the locker program is the first program that we wanted to get going and we can do it with $10,000 a year. And we just literally knocked out a whole quarter of the year we, awesome. in one fell swoop in an hour and 30 minutes. And so I, I just... Thank you, guys. It makes me so freaking happy. I came and stayed. That's crazy. No, that's amazing, man. Because it always, like, I'll never forget, you know, uh, a pastor said this one time. It's one of those, like, analogies. But it's so true. It's like the son and the dad, you know, they're walking on the beach, and they the dad starts throwing all these sand dollars back in the water, you know, because they're going to die if they stay dry. And then kid's like, why are you throwing all these back? There's just millions of these things all over the beach. What does it matter? And he just simply says, because it mattered to that one. Yeah. And this is what punt, this is what it's all about. $2,500. Dude, that is going to matter. It can't solve all of pediatric cancer and everybody that's dealing with the, the unfortunate, you know, stuff that happens with it, like you described, but it's going to matter to like that one or that those few that we're being able to help here. And that, that just, that, that means a lot to that person. So that's a pretty cool analogy. I'll never forget. So why yeah. the little bit still matters. So thank you guys all for, donating it's been a really fun uh, night we're gonna keep it going for a little yeah. bit i'm sure oh heck yeah we are and dude you're right yeah. that's the thing is like here's here's the here's the, the what i always try to put people's here here's the here's the like the the harsh reality of, of what we're doing here this is the harsh reality of what we're trying to help and what we're trying to alleviate your son or your daughter five six ten twelve years old is diagnosed with cancer you're sitting around, mom or dad has quit their job so that you can drive 30, 45 minutes to the hospital once, twice a week to have blood work done, to have chemo done. Your child's sick. They are actively dying because the chemo is just doing yeah. what chemo does, which is kill you. Because I saw this with yeah. my dad. Yep. And you are on half the income that you were on before. And your air conditioner goes out. Or the gas, the car needs to be filled up with gas, and you ain't got an extra fifty bucks to do it with. Or you live one hundred fifty miles from the hospital. Or yeah. you live one hundred fifty miles from the hospital, and there's a concert in town next to the hospital, and the rooms at the ho- at the at the Hilton Inn are three hundred bucks a night, and they don't care whether your kids got cancer or not. Yep. These are the things that Punt is helping to alleviate. That's what we're doing. That's mm-hmm. our mission is to help alleviate that part of it, of that part of just. You, you've already got a kid with cancer. Your kid's yeah, already got cancer. I, we can't fix it. I wish we could. I wish there was a cure. We can do everything we can with all the research and all the medicines, and we can do all that. We can't fix that. But what we can fix is 
getting you somewhere, yeah. a safe place to sleep, a warm meal in your belly, and a and gas in your car to get your kid back and forth to the treatment that they need. And that yeah. is what Punt is doing. And that's why it's so important to me. That's why it was important to my dad. That's why it's important to the people who do it. So I love you guys. I love not only yeah. you guys on here with me, Gene, Drew, Ramel, everybody that's on here, but I also love everybody that that is on the live that's watching and that's doing this with so, us. It's awesome. So read the read the last uh, comment on the in the comment section. Yeah. So the bass right fishing community. All right. So the bass nope. fishing community yeah. has got to be the best group of folks that I've ever had the pleasure of being involved with. Maybe it's an exclusive in that regard. I don't know. It's awesome though. It is. Hey, we're now, good. We're go good. up to Brad. Brad Block. I can't remember his, his last name. Can you see that one? I don't yeah. see that. I don't see. You see it? I don't see. Oh, there it is. This one. Alex. Yeah. My brother lives in Maryville. You take him out and guide him for a day. He has a native, and I'll. Drop a big donation. Okay. Boom. I'll be there. I'll, Gene will be there, Boom. too. You tell Boom. us. I'm not joking. Like, okay. I will take I'm only your, two hours, two and a half hours from Maryville. It doesn't hurt me in, at all. All right. I'll take your brother out. Like, we'll go to any lake that he wants to go to. I'll go put him on the juice of my juice of the juice that I've got. Like, we'll go to any spot that he wants to go to, and I'll do it. You drop a big donation, and it better be big. That's all I'm saying. Either way, he's, we're... He's, Either way, Your we're taking him out. Dairy Queen. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is a Dairy Queen. You're right. No, it's at the, actually at the Mexican restaurant down the street from where I put in at. Um, but seriously, drop the donation, my man. Bethany will be watching. She'll let me know how much it is, and we will meet him and take him on a full, however long he wants to be out there, guided trip. So let's send it. But I love you guys. I'm trying to actually get the uh, the all the prizes wrote down so I know what they are. So let's keep discussing, though, on it from a yes. tournament perspective, Drew, tell me your uh, opinion on the tournament perspective. Yeah, so here's the issue, man. This is a big global thirty thousand foot view problem issue with bass fishing. So every sport that's been successful, right? In mm-hmm. if you just look at any sport, football, baseball, whatever, hockey, they've all found a way to be a good television product. That's what's helped them. The big television deals is where the you know a lot of the money comes from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it helps the sport, of course you know, grow. It's exciting, entertaining. So when you take a sport like bass fishing, that's been mostly a lot of visual stuff in the past, you know, in terms of like seeing a a bass eat your frog, which Mm -hmm. of course still happens. But if all the tournaments start to veer towards live scope only pretty much winning, you know, 70, 80% of them are one, which is staring down at the screen. Mm -hmm. You've lost that visual excitement of the sport and the, the TV product, which you also, as we know, you need to have your sport like just grow to another stratosphere. So yeah. what is there's somewhere there's a point where it's like, it's better to have the visual stuff be awesome and maybe go backwards a little bit to save that to, what, I don't know, man, you guys, what, tell if, me, I don't, what if we put a camera on their live scope? You could do that. That's, that's what I've seen a lot of the pros saying on like Instagram and stuff, but that's still only, I mean, I don't know, man, it only still appeals to all the, it, it's not as exciting as a real, like, you yeah, know, but, fish, you know, but it's still and, and be better is, than what we got for sure. This is me thinking out loud. You know, it's it. If I was sitting there and somebody was filming me and I had a camera on the live scope, so I had a picture in a picture and I was able to say, okay, look, there's a fish coming. Oh, oh, oh. And you know, you could ham yeah. that up. How many yeah, times sure. have we dropped a jig into a brush pile and watched and brought it out and watched five or six bass come up after it, mm, you know, yeah. and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. You can still make it visual. But you yeah. need to have somebody there to to be the commentator of that because yeah, if not, there's there's a lot of people just looking at a blob that they don't understand what it is. Well, yeah. you, you want to 
You want that'd to be know, better. You want to know my actual opinion on this? I I love the fact that they're fighting amongst themselves and that ratings are going down because that only means what I do is even more viable. <laughs> that I can create the content that people want to watch. Yep. And it only makes YouTube more viable. That's why all of sport across the board, except for football, is on the decline. Because people, we are of a group now that we want what we want, when we want it, how we want it. And YouTube mm-hmm. provides that specificity. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like John, our buddy John, Creek Fishing Adventures. Yeah. The thing about John is, is you can go to John's channel and you can say, I want to watch a man catch spotted bass on Helgramites in the, you know, uh, whatever river waiting. John's got a video on it. And like, that's the, that's the hyper specificity in which we can, we can do things now on YouTube. And the thing is, is with like professional bass fishing, it already wasn't great because it was gods among men as I always like to call them. It was already out of reach for the normal person. And the only reason a lot of people tuned in is because they felt as though they had an opportunity to learn from the best. Well, now when all they do is stare at a screen and there's no commentary and there's no explanation, not only is it boring because it's fishing and it's eight hours or nine hours of just straight fishing with, you know, someone going back. I remember in 86 when I won the classic, I was using a Mm -hmm. jig and like everybody's going, nobody cares. And then plus you get the added boredom of someone just staring at the back of their head while they look at live scope. Dude, it's, it's the nail in the coffin for that. And that's what people want. I mean, like fishing is fishing is a community of wanting to learn things, of wanting to be educated, to get better, or to just learn something from a basis. Why Gene's had all the success that he's ever had on YouTube, and it's why he continues to have success is because he's built a catalog of fantastic educational content. Drew, you're the same way. People look to you because they want to learn how to fish creeks, they want to learn how to read rivers, they want to learn how to do things. They come to me. Because I give you a, a different perspective than you two guys give. And I'm I'm an educator at heart. I mean, my degree, my piece of paper in there says I can teach. And I just use those skills, and I teach you about bass fishing in a no BS yep. way. And, like, I, I think that the whole live scope thing is interesting. I don't think they're ever going to ban it because I think these guys will get way too much of an uproar. And I think if you really want to fix professional fishing from a – viewership and ratings perspective, here's what you do. I've not wanted to put this out here because I'm afraid somebody will steal it, but this is my actual opinion on this. You get rid of all the dudes. There's way too many dudes fishing as is. 150 dudes is way too much. If you really want to have an elite series, make it 50 guys. The bottom five are eliminated every single year in points. They're replaced by the top five in the open series in points. It's 50 dudes. You put a camera in every single boat. And you have a website where you can go and you can click on any individual angler that you want to watch at that like moment. Like NASCAR. Like NASCAR. Or, How many years they've been doing that? Or you click on the whole live stream where there's somebody commentating. And it's good commentators, too. You get Zona and somebody else that isn't going to go, I remember in 85 when I won the clock. Nobody cares about 1985. It's 2023. We're talking about right now what's happening now. I want good commentary with good education. And then the anglers... Because just because they're professionals and just because they're fishing, they're still getting paid to be there. And so what you need to do with those dudes is when we put the camera on them, hey, explain what you're doing to us right here. Give me two minutes, two minutes with each angler. If you do two minutes with 50 anglers apiece, that's a lot of time that's spent giving good explanation about what's going on. 
And like that's in my opinion what they should do. Narrow the field down and put a freaking put a, a, a an official in every boat and a camera in every boat. And then catchway release everything too because then it's a good metric for catchway release, which isn't the greatest thing in the whole entire world. But and I know Gene what you're going to say is you still got to have that the the draw of the crowd, but here's the deal is you can do those events, but do it like they did it in Texas, where you bring one big fish to the scale, where we still yeah, bring don't, one. you know, cut the standings off like they do in a kayak tournament. Dude, at one o'clock or two o'clock, our standings get cut off, and we have to go to the check-in to see who won. Do the same thing with Bassmaster. Dude, run her all the way up till one o'clock, weigh-ins at three, cut off the standings and go, all right, folks, and now you're going to have to come to the weigh-in or wait till the weigh-in show to see who won. Yep. I, there's better ways to do things. They're just not doing them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that they've also got to get away from the idea that uh, TV is a viable market now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it, it, and a lot of these, a lot of guys have never, you know, I've been asked to do four or five different TV shows in my career. Yeah. Do you see me doing a TV show? No. And, yeah. And neither yeah, will I'm I ever. not going to, it doesn't, it doesn't transfer. Yeah. The numbers from right. TV and how many times have I been on Chad Hoover's TV show? And I love the man to death, but I've never seen an uptick in subscribers on my YouTube channel because I was on a TV show. Yeah. Yep. Not, not even, yeah. and not even a noticeable uptick. Oh, I mean, dude, TV's dead. It is now considered yeah. to me to be legacy media. The only reason TV still exists is because of sports. Like football. Yeah, it's live the, sports. Yeah. yeah, live sports. I mean, seriously, golf and football. Yeah. That's it. Like, I've got Hulu, and I'll have Hulu f- through football season. Oh, God. Go yeah, Dags. Go Dags. You're outnumbered. Um, You're outnumbered now. I'm a Georgia fan, too. Yeah, yeah, y'all from there originally. Okay. <laughs> we're beating y'all this year. Um, It's going to be like Alabama last year. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to see how we do tomorrow, man. After that Austin P game last yeah, week, I'm a little nervous. Me, yeah, that made me <laughs> a little nervous. Old Joe, old Joe Milton, man, he's got a freaking cannon on him. He's got to get that thing under control, though. Um, But, <laughs> but like, literally, I have Hulu, which is a streaming service. I have Hulu, and I'll have Hulu through football season, and then I'll get rid of it. And I'll just watch yeah. YouTube and Netflix and watch my streaming services. Yeah, and that's the future. It. Yeah, it's dead. I mean, TV because I'll watch yeah. I'll watch reruns of t- of college football all in the off season. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I yeah. mean, TV's dead. You're right Ooh. through this whole live scope. I, like, I I would yeah. think. Like, what is this? I like this. So bass fishing's viewer age is much higher than much most higher than other entertainment, and that's why we're so behind. A lot of the aspects, yeah, and it stunts the growth because they don't want to change it until they're forced. Dude, that is one billion percent right. And, like, yep. that's the thing is when you mm-hmm. look at, like, my demographics to share a little insight into how YouTube and, like, things work, my demographics show that I actually do appeal to a little bit older age group than most people. But the thing is, a large majority of my age group is still my age, 25 to 35. But there's still that – there's 20-odd percent that are in that 55-plus for me, too. But, dude, and, the, and that growth, so, since I've been doing it for so long, I've seen – and noticed, hey, I've got more older gentlemen commenting, asking questions than I have in the past. I've got more, and I'm talking 60, 70, 80 year olds. Yeah. You know, they're on they're on computers now. They're on social media now. Mm-hmm. They're on, they're getting their information from websites. Right. You know, it it's it's they're so I was when I was at ICAST, and I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna beat around the the main point because I don't want to share something. That, that I learned from ICAST until I talked to Alex and we get a, a, a game plan of what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> but there is an obvious change going on. 
And there's a lot of grumbling that I listen because I listen to everybody and I and I put puzzle pieces together a lot better than most people. Mm-hmm. But there's some grumbling going on. And I saw it at ICAST where um where all the old the old guard wants to touch and handle and feel everything. They they want it to stay the old way where there's a thousand companies that I cast and everybody gets to walk around and feel and touch things. And, and the new guard is like, why we've got, we've got conference calls. We can do the videos. They can ship us stuff and we can play around with it. You know, the samples and stuff like that. And the, you know, between businesses and buyers and stuff like that. But there's also something going on in the, in the, uh, the sponsorship slash, uh, tournament world that is coming and I'm not going to share what, but it's just really, it's going to be cool for, for a lot of content creators. If it does continue to, to go that direction, which I'm sure it will. Oh, and it 100% will. I mean, just again, same as Gene conversations I've had that I cannot talk about here because number one, they're not my conversations to share. They were shared with me. And so I'm not going to share them out. Um, but it, the ship for a lot of years, I said is, is turning. I think it's turned now and now it's time to start heading in a different direction. And a lot yeah, of it is absolutely. very interesting. It is so interesting. And Drew, we have such a great yeah. opportunity here with our tournament because we can do something no one else is yeah. doing yeah, as, the, as yeah. far as content and the able, the things we're going to be able to do to promote and to do things like that. And, and it's just the future. I mean, our industry is 15 years behind. It, it, it is. And it's catching up. It's not catching up super quickly, but it's definitely catching up. But like Bethany, you know, we've been, we've been, she's been job searching and I'm putting this out into the world. I don't really care. She's been job searching. Um, But anyway, um, long story short of that, you would be amazed of all the companies that she has been looking at and the modern way that they do things and the amount of success that they're having doing things in a modern way. And you want to know what the modern way is? Content creators, YouTube content creators, Instagram content creators, TikTok content creators. Because, dude, at the end of the day, there's some of these people that are reaching tens of millions of people, not a year, not a month, not a week, but a day. They're Joe Rogan, great wow. example. He, so CNN, on average, at primetime has 2 million viewers. The average Joe Rogan podcast has 50 million downloads. Think about that. He can get yeah, the, fifty million downloads on a, on an on an episode. They don't even they do two million on prime time. Dude, it's crazy. So yeah, the power shifted for sure. It's crazy. I mean, so hey, Rod, we're it, going fishing next week. But yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, we're going fishing <laughs> next week. And that's what <laughs> I need to be saying. That's what I'm I wanted to. Up there. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Is is our boy did come through? And um, Brad, first of all, everybody, I want to thank everybody. You know, we're not just gonna we're not just gonna focus in on Brad here. I keep dropping my little. Here's what I'm doing. Y'all are gonna crack up at this to focus. Because I'm ADHD, I am playing with a yak attack little scurry yeah. thing, and I keep screwing it down and unscrewing it. So that's what I'm doing. That's my little picture with the spinnerbait. Yeah, that's my little <laughs> ADHD tool. So, I'm playing with lead wire. There you go. So anyway, we're all ADHD. Um, but anyway, so Brad, I want to thank Brad. Brad, I don't know how to say your last name to be honest with you, buddy. Um, it's it's kind of blot blot school. I'm going to go with Blot School. It's probably wrong, but we'll figure it out because I'm going to get to meet you here in a couple weeks or next week or something. But Brad ended up donating over $1,000. 
And so by doing that, by doing that, not only did he help us to reach a crazy goal of stocking it for a month, but we're now at a total amount of $3,725. Wow. So we have stocked not only the locker for three months, but three months and some change. We've almost started into a second, a second quarter. Like we've almost started six months. I mean, it's crazy where we're at. Um, Bethany said we're almost at five months now is what she said by her math. We're almost at five months. So Brad, thank you for that incredible donation. And me and Gene are going to come meet your brother and we're going fishing. We're going to go have some fun. We'll bring the kayaks up um, or the boat or whatever it needs to be, and we're going to go out and we're going to catch some fish. And then for everybody else who's donated, we've seen some big donations come in, two, three hundred, four hundred dollars I Just thank you guys. It's incredible to see the generosity and what we're doing here, and we love you guys for it. And so I think now what we're going to do is I normally give everybody like a five-minute runoff period. So I'm going to give everybody five minutes – any last donations that you want to get in to to bump your chances up of winning a raffle prize, I'm going to give you five minutes to do it, and then we're going to start drawing some raffle prizes, and we're going to give away a laundry list of stuff here. I've got a beer mug set, a real tree beer mug set, which is awesome, and also, Scott, thank yeah. you for the $100. We've got two 13 fishing reels. we got one 13 fishing rod. We've got a cashing rod. We've got Four. How huh? many How many 13 reels are you giving away, Drew? Just one? Uh, two. Oh, I'll do two. Two. Okay. if you're doing two, I'll do two. All okay, right. so we Make got four, four to 13 fishing reels. We've got uh, a cash and rod. We've got an X2 uh, 50-amp-hour battery that retails for 1000 bucks. We've got an NV300, which is the hand-tilt-steer model of the NK300. And we also have an NK300, which retails for 1200 bucks plus a battery that retails for $1,000 to go with that motor. So, Yeah. It's awesome. So I'm going to give everybody like a five minute runoff period here, and then uh, we will uh, we'll see what we end up with here, and then we'll start drawing some prizes. Drew, what do you think, buddy? Well, I was going to say to back to your whole thing about you know bringing in one fish and and having 25 ca- or 50 cameras on all the yeah. folks. The only reason why they don't do that now is because financially, just doesn't make sense. That's a so much money in production to like have that many camera guys. That's yeah. the reason they don't do it. Um, but it would be cool if, if we could, because even look at the MPFL, they almost ran themselves bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, they, they put, I think it was two or three days. They had 10 cameras on, you know, all three days of their tournament on 10 anglers. And the first year they went, went for it, you know, which was awesome that they went for it like that. And I think those guys are really cool to you know try something new in the bass boat world, but they almost went bankrupt doing it. And then the next year they see, they only have like five guys on camera for maybe like the last two days or last day. I can't remember which one, but they had to shrink it. It's just so expensive, but I like the, the concept would be so cool if we could do that. And on stage, I like your idea. Uh, I've said the exact same thing. Some like similar, similar thing I, where you bring in like maybe a fish that's over maybe one or just two fish max, where if you have one that's over a certain size, that's what you bring into the way. And cause no one's there to see 14, 15, 16, 17 inch fish, you know, two, three pounders held up when they're way far away. And I mean, and the, guys, the crowds aren't as big as we make them out to be anyway. So they're no, really, I mean, they're, they're just not. So, and then we're not really doing this for uh, the crowds. Yeah, it's just not. But anyway, the um, that's what I was going to say about those two things. Uh, and then, I agree. I agree. And I think, I don't think yeah. the money's there like it used to be either. And so I think that's no. why these, these or, tournament organizations struggle. I mean, 
Listen, I don't know the actual numbers, but numbers that I have heard, you could understand why they financially struggle to keep things going. And especially if we're talking about putting, you know, 50 cameras in 50 boats. Yeah, that can get really crappy really quick as far as like uh, money, money wise. Cameramen aren't cheap. No, they're not. And, 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 our, and neither are the streaming equipments that you have to have in the boat. And then it's just like no. the MLF where they have those like streaming boxes in the boats. So that's another add-on to the professional's boat that you've got to worry about. And they're not going to cover that because there's some of those dudes yeah. too. And that's the one thing I heard somebody the other day say, you got to realize some of these guys, if they don't cash a check, they're not paying their lot bill. And that's nuts to me within itself that we call somebody professional and they can't pay their lot bill unless they cash a check. I mean, again, going back to my cousin who was a professional football player and who you know the locker is named after the lee's locker dude we had this conversation he was like so like you know these guys something 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 i was like yeah dude they pay entry fees he was like man when i played football if you would have told me i had to pay to play football he said i'd have told you to kiss my ass and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i get it dude and like it's just weird that it's a professional sport where people are struggling to pay bill, like I don't like. Yeah, they're that. maxing out their credit cards yeah. every year. Yeah, I don't like. Oh, yeah. MLF weird. tried to change that. Remember, they even tried MLF. That that was one of the things that they you know formed on that premise. Like, okay, we're going to be like golf now, like the PGA yeah. Tour. You don't have to pay an entry fee to our tournaments, and financially, it just did not work. We're just not yeah. there, and I don't know if we're getting there with the TV product we're putting out now, unless we do something about it big time. Because again, with the live scope conversation we just had, it's not. If you're just being honest with yourself, we love bass fishing. So I'm not, this isn't an insult to my sport that I love dearly. It's just the reality. It's not that entertaining, but some sports you, people can watch them and they don't play them and it's entertaining, right? Like football, like how many, how many of your wives and girlfriends went to go and and they could, you know, at least hang out at a football party and watch it. Cause we all know how difficult it is to at least run and jump and catch a ball. They Mm. can kind of comprehend, okay, the very minimum at football, it's you get it across that line that's six points. Okay. At the very minimum, everyone understands that. Right. But, but here's, what's cool about football. If you really understand it, it can go so deeper with all the strategy and the linebackers and all the different formations and all this pre-snap stuff. And it's just crazy. The, the cool nuances, deep fishing is like, we kind of get all that, you know, deep kind of stuff. We can kind of, understand all that but the other people on the surface it's not entertaining to them that person that doesn't well that's what and that's my my friend michael told me one time he said he said i love the original mlf that where like they just went to a random lake everybody was on the same boat and it was like really fast paced and they told them the weights and all that stuff and every fish count he said because even his wife would sit down on the couch and watch that and be entertained by it bethany was the same way that original mlf like you even my mom like you know like and we go we refer to the women in our lives because women in our lives like they're not entertained by fishing like we're entertained by fishing and it takes a certain group of women who are entertained by fishing but even that format they sit down and they had a ton of fun with it because during like what you said dude yeah even with football it's understand at a five thousand a five thousand foot view what's the point green team wants to go to this side red team wants to go (laughs) to this side and they're going to try to kill each other to get there and they're okay and it's like even fighting like ufc fighting so what's the point here you're going to lock these two dudes in a cage you're going to beat the piss out of each other and whoever comes out on top is the winner you know cool with the MLF style fishing in the way that it was, what's the point? They're trying to catch the most fish possible that weigh the most. Okay, cool. Fish, yeah. You know, and it's no AOI race. It's no nothing. It's just, let's go. 
You know what I mean? And everything was visual. Yeah. There was no live scope. It was just all instinct. And like, I think, I don't know, man. That, I think that yeah. that was, I think that that was the peak. And I think now we've come off the, the hill and we're going down. And Drew, I love Drew. He's like, <laughs> not to disparage the sport that I love. And I'm over here like, I'm going to disparage like, the sport that I love. <laughs> I mean, it's all in the name of progress because I will say this, and you guys can go look at it. I don't want to like get us off into another tangent when we're probably about to wrap up. But I, uh, Destin Demarion, you know, just posted that that he had a, a fish that went seventeen. This was yesterday in that Bassmaster Open. He had a fish uh, that yeah, went seventeen point yeah. nine nine inches. It did not touch eighteen inches, a smallmouth in the slot for Watts Bar Lake, and it did not count. And they made him, you know, that fish was a zero, and, and he didn't get to replace it, obviously. And I made a comment today on his. Um, instagram about that i was just like again it's all about progress guys and to me i can't believe that's still something that is a part of this sport we can't find a way around that whether like and again i know this is asking way too much but like catch either catch weight release okay let's keep it weight like just or one of these days can we just go to catch measure release we can get accurate measurements the fish's age is the age is the best predictor of the, uh, the length is the best predictor of age and age is the best determination of how difficult it is to catch the fish, the skill it took you as an angler to catch the fish. So therefore, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's really what we should be going by mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not going to change anything. It's never going to happen because we have all these records with weight and it's just too hard to ever go back. But honestly, that, that would solve like Brandon Polinick lost by two ounces because he had dead fish penalty on Lay Lake early this year. Mm. You won't have to worry about that and moving fish all around the lake and transporting them and taking fish off beds and the mortality rates and all this stuff. There were so many things and money it would save the, you know, from all your live uh, tanks, right? Your weigh in line tanks, your live release boats, all of the money that goes into keeping these fish transported around these mini live uh, aquariums and these boats all around mm-hmm. and then released we would make more money too. Mm-hmm. And we would have accurate scores and pictures of it. I don't know. It's just, I just think we're going to look back at this era of bass fishing the same way we look at smoking in airplanes today. And I know we will. It's just, we may be dead before it ever happens because it's hard to. Y'all are going to be dead. You know, I'm way younger than yeah. you guys. You die way before <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> anyway, isn't that like frustrating anybody that Destin did what he's trained to do? The hardest thing to do is catch. And it would be the analogy I put on his Instagram was this. Think about this guys in football. If there was, a, if you made a play between 14 and 18 yards, the down doesn't count. It's loss of down and it's a penalty. Zero yards and it's a loss of penalty. And your player gets 17 and a half yards and he gets tackled. And the referee comes on the mic and says, the player only got 17 and a half yards. He was in the 14 to 18 yard play for that play range that this doesn't count. That's a loss of down, zero yards. We would be like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. That he did all that he was supposed to do. He's trained for it. He caught the ball. He ran. And this arbitrary, it just, it's just crazy to me. This is still part of our sport. It's, and we can't figure out a way around that. It blows me away. Well, it's a jury to go back to what that one comment said earlier. It's the old way. And people, yeah. it, I, I'm going to make a statement here. And I've said this before in behind closed doors. I don't think I've ever said it in public. Maybe I have. It's literally going to take a generation of people either retiring or dying for things to change. And there's a bunch of people who are still in positions to make decisions in big companies and big organizations and tournament organizations and everything that are too old. It's like Congress and freaking Senate. They're making this true so much. Yes. I mean, so much. I mean, I remember. Oh gosh, how many years ago? 17, 18 years ago, sitting down at a table with the director of marketing, marketing of Zebco. 
Okay. And I'm not just talking about the little reels. I'm talking about they had Quantum. They have, mm-hmm. you know, all these other companies. And you and see where then, they're at now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, ba- back then, you didn't, you never saw anything al- online about anything, any one of the companies that they had to, had anything to do with. Yeah. It was like they had disappeared to the online stuff. So I was talking to him. He's like, yeah. He's some older guy. He's like, I don't believe in the internet. I think it's stupid. I don't right. think I'll ever see anything. I'm, we're, we're still pumping our money into into magazines and TV. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but I won't see you in a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know what it took? It took five years later or six years later, he retired. Mm. So I get a phone call about a year or so after he retired from this 30-something-year-old kid that was like, hey, can we pick you up on a sponsorship? I'm like, I just started chuckling. I was like, Dude, I am so sorry you have to deal with the stuff you've got to deal with right now. He goes, yeah, I feel like I, I, he's like, I don't have enough money to do what I need to do to get Zebco back on the map. Yep. I don't. Yep. And that's, and and dude, and that's the, that is, that is going to be the downfall and demise of so many companies. And you've got to look at the companies who are doing it right. Pure Fishing, the Guggen Boys, 13 Fishing, Rapala. Real tree. I mean, like Academy. Those are the companies that, from my perspective, X two. I mean, huge. Well, and, it, and if anybody out there owns a company or owns, you know, any kind of a fishing company and stuff like that, you might want to start listening to us content creators. Maybe. I mean, just, you know, I don't. But just just listening to us. Yeah. Just I'm not talking about. Yeah. Just listen. You I know, mean, I would love to sit down with some of these companies and teach them how to use content creators. Yep. Because they don't know how, even if they talk about whether they know how to use them or not, they don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, and, and, and Gramps, no, Loomis and Shimano did. And they doubled down on content creation. There's a lot more content creators out there using Loomis and Shimano, especially yep. in the saltwater world that you don't realize about. And then yep. two, the only reason that Shimano didn't have a problem is because all the Guggen boys were using Shimano reels on their Guggen rods until they come out with reels because Shimano is some of the best product out there in the world. And you could go buy a bunch of cron arcs and never have to worry about your crap breaking. Shimano, yep. and then to Shimano too, doesn't have to worry about it because they're not exclusively a fishing brand. I, so have, I got a, question. I got a Shimano gear shifter on the bike mm-hmm. outside. I've right. got Shimano pedals out there. Shimano, like Yamaha, if the if the outboard section of Yamaha went away tomorrow, they wouldn't skip a beat because they've got pianos, guitars, surfboards. I mean, they've got everything. Right. It's the same, you know, it's the same thing. So so uh I got an idea. What or I got I got a I got a question. What if I was to auction off the rod and the reel that Alex on the Googans? Uh, uh, slam dunked on that on that boat years ago. You've got it. Yeah, because it's it was mine. He borrowed it that day. It's an old thirteen fishing blackout with an old listen uh, concept. Okay, a. I like the idea, but here's what we need to do. We need to do a meat eater style auction like the House of Oddities, and we yep. need to get a bunch of weird crap like that, and we need to put it on there. And dude, I bet that one would go for some money. I mean, hell, I would, I would put in, I would put in some money on that one just to have it to add to the collection of crap that I've got. Oh, that was yeah. I, I was like, every time somebody says, that, I'm like, dude, that was my rod and reel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, awesome. he didn't mind slam dunking it down on the on the boat. <laughs> All right, boys, you ready to give some stuff away? Yeah, let's give some stuff yeah. away. I've oh. got some uh, some screenshots of some of the stuff up there. If you need to, okay, cool, man. I want to share start, my screen. Yeah, just you. start pulling them up, and we'll we'll start doing it. All right, so um, let me let me coordinate with Bethany here. So first thing that I want to do 
is give Bethany a chance to get everything pulled up. And the way that we do this is so Bethany has loaded all of your donations and your donation amounts into a spreadsheet. And so however many donations you gave, that's how many times your name is in the spreadsheet. And then Bethany just takes that spreadsheet, and I don't know, she uses some kind of computer magic that I don't understand in Excel, and she can randomize that spreadsheet. And so what I'm going to do is me, Gene, and Drew are going to randomly draw numbers, and then I'm going to get Bethany to come on live. She said she didn't want to, but she's going to have to come on here anyway. She's going to come on live, and whenever we give her a number, she's going to tell us that number. The, the number correlates to a name, and that'll be the person that won the thing. They don't have to be here to have won it. That's the way that I like to operate because there's some people that give money and then they have to jet like Romeo just had to jet. But you are responsible for reaching out to me. I'm not going to come find you. You've got to come find me. I will send you a, a, a reminder email one week after the live stream's over just to try to get the product to you. But please try your best to come to me because I'm going to have a lot of stuff going out the doors and a lot of stuff to do on this. And so please be please come get your prize from me is what I'm saying. Um, and then what I'll actually do is if, um, we'll just have everybody reach out to me and then I will forward information to Gene, Drew and Romel. So everybody, if you win something, here's what I need you to do. And I'll remind you every time we pull a winner, this is what you need to do. Email me, alexrudfishing at gmail.com. Again, alexrudfishing at gmail.com. Email me your full name and address and I will get your information to the person it needs to go to or from for me, and we will get your prize to you. Also, we ended up raising $3,815. Holy crap. That's awesome. Wow. So almost almost so, four grand we, we that's raised. Awesome. That, so that's an entire quarter, um, a quarter and some change um, of lockers completely filled up. And so that's cool. That's Good what job, we're going to be able to do. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. So, so, so we're we going to let them only win one prize, one person, one prize. Or yeah. One person, matter. one prize. So okay. again, going back, cause Bethany says she needs a few more minutes. Beer mug set, 13 fish and rod, mm-hmm. four 13 fish and reels. So that'll be four individual winners, yep. a cash and rod, an X two fifty amp hour battery, the NT 300, the NK300 with battery included. So that will be one prize. The the big motor and the battery will go together because I think you need both of those for the whole system to work. And so we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven prizes. So we've got eleven prizes, eleven potential winners. And so we're about to get drawn here in just a second. I think Bethany's ready. Bethany, I'm bringing you in. Can you can you turn your camera on? Can you grace us with your beautiful presence, honey? Yes, please. <laughs> Bethany, she's, she's or audio, anything? at least. Let's see, are you there? I'm trying. Hold on. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay, Yay! you're on. There right. she is. Hey. All right. I'm sweating a little bit. Yeah, you've been over there. She's been working hard, y'all. You don't really don't understand. Like yeah. these spreadsheets oh, are. She insane. need to turn the air conditioning on in your house. Yeah, bro. and we're going to do that. She's been all about <laughs> having the air turned up to save on the power bill. And no, 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 no. He turns it down to 65 at night. That's right. It is so right. cold in here. I like the I like yeah, the, that's an ice box. I like I I, I want to I want to hang meat up in this mug. Like I like it. <laughs> you need to I go live with Chad. Seventy five and sixty five, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> I burn up. I'm yeah. I burn up. Mm-mm. All um, right, honey, you ready? I think so. I'm ready. All right. So to draw the first winner for the real tree beer mug set, which is still one of the greatest prizes I've ever given away. Drew, I'm going to let you do the honor, sir. Give me a number between one and thirty-eight hundred and fifteen. 
Uh, let's do what my phone says right now. 1111. 1111. Well, can't really tell it's what it says, but yeah, it's 1111. 1111. Christopher Mitchell. Christopher Mitchell. Chris Mitchell. All right. Congratulations, sir. You just won Please. a real tree beer mug set. So again, please email me, alexredfishing at gmail.com with your full name and your address, and I'll get it over to Drew to get your beer mug set out. Still one of the greatest things ever. Nice. All right. Yes, Chris. The next one is going to be the 13 Fishing Rod. 13 Fishing Rod. Gene, since you gave that one, I'll let you pick a number between 1 and 3,815 that is not 1111. Um, 86. 86. That was the year that Gene graduated from high school, maybe. No, Started way trip. before that. That's the year I shot my first deer. Oh, I like it. Okay. That was 1886, correct? Yeah, something like that. Okay, cool. 86. Jason Morris. Jason Morris. Congratulations, sir. Again, please email me, alexrefishing at gmail.com, full name and address, and we will get your 13 fishing rod out to you. Well, Gene will. And Gene, you got kind of a sucky, um, a sucky, like, U.S. Postal Service that takes a while, right? So, like, people, be patient yes. with Gene. Um, my post office down the road from my house is only open four hours a day. And it's whenever the old lady wants to open the door <laughs> okay, and close it. I like so, it. if she's out to lunch, you're screwed. All right. Well, then there you go. That is that's, what it that's is. My, that's my post office. And be, pre- be patient with me. Actually, no, you don't have to be patient with me. You have to be patient with... Uh, my buddy over at uh, X2, he'll be who, the one who's shipping out your battery, not me. Because I just got one prize out to somebody last week that won when we did this last time. So I'm terrible with prizes, but this prize, I promise the X2 battery will go out quick. Yeah, right. I'm going to try to ship these directly from 13, so it might work a little bit better now. I, so. I dig it. I dig it. All right, so we've got four 13 fishing reels to give away. That's four 13 fishing reels to give away. Um I'll pick a number, Drew pick a number, Gene pick a number. And Drew, what, what reel are you giving away? What model? I can pull it up on a computer. That's a good question. Um, let's do – I'm trying to think if we should, what we should do. What do you recommend? What are you doing? Should I should I'm doing the Inception, the Inception G2, the, the Gerald Swindle reels. Yeah. G-Man should reels. I do – what about – We can do uh, – should, we, should I do like some spinning reels then? Like, yeah, we can do spinning reels. We're doing a couple of bait casters, and I'll do a yep. couple spinning reels. Yep, we can do the new that's modus. Nice. Oh, no, that's not the modus. I need a spinning reel. What about those? That's uh, funny. I hardly, hardly use spinning reels. So, actually, I'm not that familiar with even the new. So, the new Axiom is. There, I'll just get, it'll be a good high end. I don't, we don't even have to say which one. doesn't really matter, does okay, it? I'll, just, right. I'll make sure it's a couple high end. Uh, 13s that way we don't yeah they've got the new axiom that's 155 dollars retail yeah so, so. Be one of those probably in that range yep so do i need to pick a number now for that one yeah hold on just one second me and bethany are having a little miscommunication here no we're, all right we're good, we're I'm good. Texting. you're texting them to me yeah you keep just keep up with that okay cool i got too many things going all you're right good. you're good honey all right drew go ahead and pick a number buddy one between one and uh 3800 and 15 15 we haven't done anything in the three thousands yet, have we? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, three thousand one forty nine. JT Hickman Gramps. There we go. Oh, there we go. Nice. He's disqualified. He's, he's, he's disqualified. <laughs> Congrats. All right. So that's for a real tree. JT. 
Okay, so JT, hold on, I'm trying to 13 fishing real. So I want everybody to know that this salsa is the best everything salsa in ever. it, but the onions came out of my garden. I love it. You're gonna say I want to come get. Can you send nice. me some? And it's like restaurant style salsa. It's so good. Oh, I love it. All right, Gramps, hit me up, Alex for fishing or on Instagram, whatever, buddy. You know how to get a hold of me, and we'll get your stuff out to you. All right, another 13 fishing reel, Gene. Give me another number, buddy. Uh, we're going to give away the Inception G2, which is a Gerald Swindle reel. Oh, wait, hang on. Graham said roll it again. He's got a sponsor for reels. All right, roll it again. <laughs> oh, never mind. All right. Drew, give us another All number. Right. Let's do uh, about 3,003. Go well below Gramps. I'll try to get somebody. Stephen Her. Who is it? Stephen Her. Stephen All right, Her. Steven. Stephen Her, hit me up, alexrefficientgmail.com. Thank you very much for your donations, buddy. So Stephen Her, I'm gonna put that in there. I don't know how you spell your last name, buddy. So I'm gonna spell it how it just sounds, like, just like just a like woman. Her. All right, just like her. All right, um, I'm gonna pick one. Let me do um, 1993. That's my birth year. Oh, I didn't realize you were picking a number. I'm sorry. Oh, me... you're fine. Just any day now. Oh, hang on, that was Stephen again, though. Do we do again or no? I mean, he donated and he won, so we can do it. I'm good with it. was him again, so. All right, well, I'm good with it. I'm good with giving him two. He he won it fair and square. He gave the money, so he wins it. It's just like gambling. Sorry if if your number didn't hit. All right, Drew, go ahead, buddy. It's back to me again? Yep. I feel like it's my fantasy football draft. It's coming up quick, man. All right, let's do uh, 978. Levi Schneider. Levi Schneider. Right. Levi Schneider. Right. Oh, Schneider. Yeah, I haven't given away a reel yet, have I? No, this is what we're doing now. Now we're giving away reels. So yeah. we this will be... Well, the, we did both of mine, I guess. Yeah, so we did two reels. That was our third reel. This will be our fourth reel. Gene, go ahead for our fourth reel, buddy. Well, did I give away one reel? Yeah. Two. You gave away, so we've got, I've got four on the list. So our first real winner was Stephen Her. Our second real winner was Stephen Her. Our second real winner, or our third real winner was Levi Schneider. And this will be our fourth real winner. I gave away a rod and no reels yet, though. No, you've got a rod and two reels. I know, but I haven't given away two reels yet. He's saying one of the, Her got a reel. Her got two reels. And then Levi got two and one was for me. Okay, I guess. I yeah, okay. But you so, just didn't get you just didn't pick the number. I think Alex picked that one. Yeah, I picked that number. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's right. So Gene, pick another number, buddy, between one You're and three hundred three. I'm gonna get another low one. Uh, I turned fifty eight yes a day before yesterday. So or fifty nine day before you or fifty nine forty nine the day before yesterday. Good lord, Gene, are you sure? We're going forty nine. There's something in this salsa. I'm telling you, we go forty nine. Dementia sitting in because you're old. Happy birthday, Davis. Who? Zachary Davis. Zachary Davis. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you very much for entering. Again, alexrefficient at gmail.com. Hit me up, full name and address. I'll get it over to Gene. What's it, Zachary Davis? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm trying to keep these names written down. All right, so the next thing we've got to give away is a cash and rod. Uh, Shane texted it to me. He said it is the um, cash and um, Ballin' Out Series. I don't know what it's called. Um, a Cashin Icon Rattletrap Rod. It's a $220 value. It's a good rod. I've never used one, but if Gene says it's good, I'm going to believe him. All right, so um, 
Drew, I'll let you pick this number next, buddy. Go ahead. All right, let's do, let's get in like 2000s. Hadn't done that one in a while. Let's do 26-33. Chase Kid. Chase Kid. Congratulations, right. buddy. I've seen his name on here before, I'm pretty sure. New so name. Nice. Congrats. Chase, hit me up, alexrefishinggmail.com, full name, full address, and we will get that over to Shane to get that out for you. Shane does live in California, so it may take a little while to get to you if you're not close to him. So just kind of keep that in mind. All right. Um, now we're getting down into the last three prizes here, and these are the big ones. These are the big ticket items. These are the ones that are worth a little bit of money. So the next one is going to be an X2 50-amp-hour lithium battery. This is what I run my NK180 off of. Um and uh, I have to give a big shout out to everybody over at X2 for just making this work for us. They sponsor me and Drew both. They're yep. a fantastic company to work with. And I have to give a big, big shout out to Sean because um, Sean, his, he's just the man. And he's the one who made this giveaway possible through X2. And they treat me and Drew like family. And so we love those guys. So I'm going to go uh, – let's go – 1776, because that's one of the greatest years that ever happened in the history of the world. <laughs> How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh, dude, daily, <laughs> daily. Uh, we had this conversation already, me and Betty. Daily, dude. I mean, well, you got to think. And about, I have to. Okay. Well, you got to think about it. Like the Roman Empire. You think about Rome, Jesus. And the Roman, that's who put Jesus well, to that's death. True. I mean, if you think about it, that's I mean, like true. the Roman Empire is a pivotal part of the greatest story ever told. So you've got to think about it. Anyway, honey, what's 17? Yeah, I am. Micah McGuire. Micah McGuire. Congratulations, buddy. Micah McGuire. I got you on the list, buddy. Email me, alexrefishinggmo.com, full name, full address. I think we know it by now, but yeah. I keep saying it. I'm expecting, I'm going to have a lot of emails in my inbox here in just a little while. All right. The next one, uh, Gene, we're going to pull this thing up here so we can look at it. This is the NT300. This is the tilt steer version of the NK300. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing is actually really cool. I would like to have, I think that would be awesome to put on like the back of a, uh, um, not a native. What's, yeah, native watercraft. Not native. What's the other brand? Uh, no. New canoe, new canoe. There we go. I'm new canoe. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my brain. Welcome to it. I think it would be awesome. Extended handle. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. So, uh, Gene, I'll let you pick this number, bud. Um, one thousand eight hundred and forty-two. Eighteen forty-two. Anything? Did anything good happen in eighteen forty-two? Nope. Nope. Jonathan Callison. Jonathan Callison. Nice. Jonathan Callison. I don't know how you spell your last name. I'm just spelling it phonetically. Um, is, that our, it? is that 30? Is that $139? That's that's yeah. all that motor. Dude, that's incredible. That's actually a really good deal There's for that. No, it's like a three. That's a 36-pound that really? wow. thrust trolling motor is only 139 Well, dude, you got to really look at Newport, dude. Dang. They're doing it good. I mean, because an NK300 is only 1200 bucks. I mean, what's the yeah. Torquedo equivalent to that? It's like... Two grand, three grand. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the torpedo equivalent is because I don't know what I know. The one I run is the eleven oh three. It's like a three horsepower, so I don't know. It's if what's the retail yeah, on that? Like twenty eight 
Yes, it is 99. crazy. I don't know what Newport's doing, but I mean, dude, it's like brushless motors. <laughs> like it's all this. It's really good tech. I don't know how they're doing it. I think they're just. They must just not be making a ton ton of uh, margin on them, which is really really cool. So there you go, buddy. Congratulations to uh, Jonathan on that one. And then here she is, the big bad, the grand prize. Yeah. Two. Hold th- on. We pulled okay. up. Okay, almost two thousand dollars in motor and battery together here. So when you get this system, whoever ends up winning this thing, not only will you have the motor to mount it to your kayak, but you will have the battery as well to power this thing. We got to give a huge shout out to Romel and Newport for hooking us up with this stuff. Um, Romel, in the time that I have known this man, has given away probably $8,000 in kayak motors and batteries. Probably more than that because I'm not even counting the batteries. That's just the motors. And so he is uh, he's an awesome human and has helped us out here. And without further ado, drum roll, please. Gene, I need you to pick a number. Go ahead. Um... Two thousand four hundred and sixty. Two thousand four hundred and sixty. Watch it be Gramps. <laughs> After he gave up his other <laughs> Trey Johnson. Trey oh, Johnson. Trey. Congratulations, buddy. You are freaking set up, son. Like That's you awesome. just got everything that you need to go out there and to power your kayak, and I'm excited about it. So gentlemen. I appreciate you very, very much. I just want you to know that you guys are amazing humans. I appreciate you um, just being who you are and being good friends and being awesome folks and being willing to sit here with me for two hours and 21 minutes and help raise money for cancer and just talk a bunch of crap about a bunch of everything. Yeah, (laughs) that was that was my favorite part, man. We got to do it again because although we've definitely been, you know, taking on a serious issue here. There are things that in life that you need to be distractions and from that kind of stuff. So hopefully we've been able to provide a little bit of that for you guys uh, tonight. Okay, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to back up for just a second. Yeah. I think I screwed up. Um, You didn't. Yeah, you screwed up. So On the motor, it was this. Yeah, Romel, was, Romel just texted me, and he sent us the right great. thing. And he, and he had numbers picked as well, and I didn't see his numbers. But we've already picked the winners, and so we're going with what the winners are. But... What? Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, had he needs a, to fix his website because I looked up Transom Mountain. That's the only only NT three hundred. Okay, it's the NT three hundred. Going to Jonathan Callison. Jonathan, let me uh, let me pull this up here, buddy, so that you can. That's what I was gonna say. I knew there was something off when it was like. Wait, I got you. Oh, you. You got it. The twelve hundred ninety nine dollar. I'm gonna share Transom Mount. Yeah, you got it. I knew there's no way. I was like, yeah, maybe you could save some costs if you just make it. So, bam. That's what you're getting instead, buddy. I'm so sorry. There you go. It's a $1,200 motor. So, Romel gave away literally $3,000 in motors tonight, um, not including the batteries, which is really cool. So, Jonathan uh, Callison, there you go, buddy. That's what you're actually getting to put on whatever you decide to put that thing on. So, that's, that's really, really cool. But there's that. There we go. Gentlemen, again, I appreciate you very much. I had fun. Did you have fun? It was a blast. Thank you guys for watching and being part of it. Awesome comments. Sorry we couldn't get to every one of them, but good conversation, and we'll we'll get back into it and get after it again, I'm sure. Heck yeah. Gene, we'll get you on the, the Kayak Adventure Series, man. I yes. cannot wait. Yeah, we definitely need to I'm talk about that. Oh, Drew, we said we were yes. inviting him. I thought we were going to invite <laughs> Drew. Or we were going to invite Gene. Okay, I guess we have to now. Yeah, I guess All so. Right. I guess. Listen, I love you guys. I love everybody that just watched this. You. 
people are fantastic humans. I can't believe that we just raised $3,800 for the foundation. That's huge. We seriously are going to stock the locker. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, Facebook, um, or YouTube, go do that. Also these other guys, but for me, the main factor is going to be, I will post when I make the donation, I will post literally the receipt for the donation so that you know that the money went exactly where I said it's going to go. Um, and you know it's going to exactly where it's going. I'm, I literally yep. make those posts not to pat my own back, literally just as proof that that happened, and they live on my social media forever if you need any proof whatsoever. Also, if you're not subscribed to Gene's channel, I don't know why you're not living under a rock. Go do it. Go follow him on his social. Drew, Kayak Adventure Series, all his personal social as well. Be on the lookout for everything we've got going on with Kayak Adventure Series. It's going to be awesome. Romel, go support Newport with those guys. Uh, Shane is the Bass Thumb Podcast, and then Bailey's people who are here. I appreciate you guys as well. He let us just commandeer his YouTube channel, not even though he wasn't here and fishing a tournament. Let's go subscribe. Uh, should have been talking smack about him. The whole time. He's an idiot anyway. Nobody <laughs> likes him. Bethany, um, thank you by the way. Yes, Bethany, and, good and job. Thank you, Bethany, for all the back end stuff. And yeah. as always, you guys are sweet, and we will see you next week. Bye, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs>